gentlemen oh look a cat has decided to join us i didn't even realize she crept behind me how is everyone doing this fine wednesday evening welcome to the secrets of saturn live stream i am jason lindgren your host joining me this week is wayne mccroy crow triple seven and the great baldini so obviously a lot of crazy stuff going on right now but we're not gonna really talk about that very much I would like to, uh, well, let's start off with the easy stuff. Let's talk about Randy from Houston and his product, Lower the Friction. Let's do that and get that out of the way, everyone. Did you, Did know, you know that 85% of your engine wear occurs, occurs at startup? startup? Yes, that is correct. And this is where Lower the Friction comes in by putting a protective, lubricating barrier on all moving parts. 
This now gives you full-time protection to make your engine last longer, run smoother, give you better performance, and improve fuel economy. People across the country are reporting some very exciting results. Go to LowerTheFriction.com, place your order, and enter in promo code SOS to get 5% off of your order. That's LowerTheFriction.com. get mics turned back on here so we don't have any double and triple and quadruple audio anyway if anybody's interested in randy's product i have tried it it does work i'm getting three to five miles per gallon extra per fill up and you only have to do it once a year you don't have to do it every oil change so you buy it once and you're good for a year ish it really depends upon how much you drive but usually a year is what they say but anyway Welcome, Wayne. Welcome, Crow. And welcome to Great Baldini. Anybody got any opening statements? Just want to say good evening. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But anyway, okay. just want to say good evening to everybody out there. And, uh, you know, welcome to Secrets of Saturn Live. You know, the usual spiel. Uh, give a shout out to our friends over at the Fringe FM. And just uh, how, how's everybody else doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing well. Had a pretty nice day for the most part. It was beautiful weather for the first time in a long time here in wonderful northeastern Pennsylvania. So uh, got out and enjoyed the weather a little bit today, and it's was a mighty nice springtime day. Well, for my part, I'm starting to get blisters on my microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there, because not only have I been on all the shows with you, I've been uh, visiting with our friends David and Jaren quite a bit. And what else did we do, Crow? We did uh, Beth Martins. We really like her. That was a good Wait show. Wait a minute. We did. Were you cheating on me? Did you just say you were cheating? No. Um, yeah, Beth Martins actually did a knock-up job. Uh, the perspective she comes from is unique and interesting. The way she handled the interview was par excellence, mm -hmm. and her production value is good. So everything good there. And plus, she's nice. She's very nice. I really like her. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So her show is called The King Hero's Journey. She does kind of a, a, her own version of the hero's journey and applies it to a more realistic uh, life kind of thing. Um, I'm not, not very good at describing what exactly she does, but we really like her. She did a great job. So go check her out. Uh, the Great Baldini, would you like to make an opening statement? Um, well, I said it was poppycock, but it's beautiful here in Seattle. It's been it's a gorgeous day other than the spray. Um, they keep putting <laughs> in um, 5G everywhere uh, while we're locked down here, so uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, I haven't gotten out any napalm yet, but um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm pretty proud of our friends over in the UK who keep uh, burning them down. Seems as fast as they can put them up, so I like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I haven't started yet. I'm wondering if we've revived the word poppycock. Maybe we should get a new one like hullabaloo or something. Mm. I don't know. I think of poppycock. I think of Stewie. It's like, look, Lois, I put naughty writing on the wall. It says poppycock. Yeah, but balderdash. Balderdash, actually, Brian. That's balderdash. I, I used that not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, yeah. you should probably copyright that one, Baldini. <laughs> it fits. Baldini-dash. <laughs> Baldini-dash. That's where the great Baldini-dash. really fast. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's, uh, it's great to be here with uh, with such great minds. Always uh, always a pleasure to join in and, uh, and visit with the, with the folks. So glad to be here. So we got two super chats already. Thank you so much to you folks. Uh, Kevin for 777. I see what you did there, Kevin. 
And where's the other one? Learning to Fly for $5. You know, every time I see Learning to Fly, I just think of that really good Pink Floyd song off of the Division Bell. Uh, Learning to Fly says, paused hour two of episode 210 to come over. Thanks all. You are welcome. Thank you. So before we get into tonight's topic, I did a little voiceover cut of a very recent article that Henry Kissinger put out in the Wall Street Journal, and I would like you all to take a few minutes to take a listen to that and mind the words and the wording that Mr. New World Order uses. We're all going to sit back and relax for a minute, and uh, chat room, I'd love to hear what you think of this after it's done. Let me kill the mic so we don't have any echoes going on. written by Henry Kissinger for the Wall Street Journal, published on April 3rd, 2020. The coronavirus pandemic will forever alter the world order. The U.S. must protect its citizens from disease while starting the urgent work of planning for a new epoch. The surreal atmosphere of the COVID-19 pandemic calls to mind how I felt as a young man in the 84th Infantry Division during the Battle of the Bulge. Now, as in late 1944, there is a sense of inchoate danger, aimed not at any particular person, but striking randomly and with devastation. But there is an important difference between that faraway time and ours. American endurance then was fortified by an ultimate national purpose. Now, in a divided country, efficient and far-sighted government is necessary to overcome obstacles unprecedented in magnitude and global scope. Sustaining the public trust is crucial to social solidarity, to the relation of societies with each other, and to international peace and stability. Nations cohere and flourish on the belief that their institutions can foresee calamity, arrest its impact, and restore stability. When the COVID-19 pandemic is over, many countries' institutions will be perceived as having failed. Whether this judgment is objectively fair is irrelevant. The reality is the world will never be the same after the coronavirus. To argue now about the past only makes it harder to do what has to be done. The coronavirus has struck with unprecedented scale and ferocity. Its spread is exponential. U.S. cases are doubling every fifth day. At this writing, there is no cure. Medical supplies are insufficient to cope with the widening waves of cases. Intensive care units are on the verge, and beyond, of being overwhelmed. Testing is inadequate to the task of identifying the extent of infection, much less reversing its spread. A successful vaccine could be 12 to 18 months away. The U.S. administration has done a solid job in avoiding immediate catastrophe. The ultimate test will be whether the virus's spread can be arrested and then reversed in a manner and at a scale that maintains public confidence in Americans' ability to govern themselves. The crisis effort, however vast and necessary, must not crowd out the urgent task of launching a parallel enterprise for the transition to the post-coronavirus order. Leaders are dealing with the crisis on a largely national basis, 
but the virus's society-dissolving effects do not recognize borders. While the assault on human health will, hopefully, be temporary, the political and economic upheaval it has unleashed could last for generations. No country, not even the U.S., can, in a purely national effort, overcome the virus. Addressing the necessities of the moment must ultimately be coupled with a global collaborative vision and program. If we cannot do both in tandem, we will face the worst of each. Drawing lessons from the development of the Marshall Plan and the Manhattan Project, the U.S. is obliged to undertake a major effort in three domains. First, shore up global resilience to infectious disease. Triumphs of medical science, like the polio vaccine and the eradication of smallpox, or the emerging statistical technical marvel of medical diagnosis through artificial intelligence, have lulled us into a dangerous complacency. We need to develop new techniques and technologies for infection control and commensurate vaccines across large populations. Cities, states, and regions must consistently prepare to protect their people from pandemics through stockpiling, cooperative planning, and exploration at the frontiers of science. Second, strive to heal the wounds to the world economy. Global leaders have learned important lessons from the 2008 financial crisis. The current economic crisis is more complex. The contraction unleashed by the coronavirus is, in its speed and global scale, unlike anything ever known in history. And necessary public health measures, such as social distancing and closing schools and businesses, are contributing to the economic pain. Programs should also seek to ameliorate the effects of impending chaos on the world's most vulnerable populations. Third, safeguard the principles of the liberal world order. The founding legend of modern government is a walled city protected by powerful rulers, sometimes despotic, other times benevolent, yet always strong enough to protect the people from an external enemy. Enlightenment thinkers reframed this concept, arguing that the purpose of the legitimate state is to provide for the fundamental needs of the people, security, order, economic well-being, and justice. Individuals cannot secure these things on their own. The pandemic has prompted an anachronism, a revival of the walled city in an age when prosperity depends on global trade and movement of people. The world's democracies need to defend and sustain their enlightenment values. A global retreat from balancing power with legitimacy will cause the social contract to disintegrate both domestically and internationally. Yet this millennial issue of legitimacy and power cannot be settled simultaneously with the effort to overcome the COVID-19 plague. Restraint is necessary on all sides, in both domestic politics and international diplomacy. Priorities must be established. We went on from the Battle of the Bulge into a world of growing prosperity and enhanced human dignity. Now we live an epochal period. The historic challenge for leaders is to manage the crisis while building the future. Failure could set the world on fire. All right, everyone. I wanted to get that, that on disgusting. record. Well, right, right. I wanted to get that out there because a lot of people might not have seen it since it was in the Wall Street Journal. 
here's the thing. He's doing what he always does. A crisis comes up or some sort of situation of, of any sort comes up, and he's calling for a complete restructuring of the entire world order, as he likes to put it. And, uh, well, he didn't let this one go to waste, did he? Anybody have any comments or anything to yeah, make about it? Yeah, I took it? the old frickin' cankerous goat to prove <laughs> he was at the Battle of the Bulge, for one. I'm kind of doubtful, but uh, he's, he's, he's a Tavistock creature. Um, he showed up in many of the things I've done, and um, it's just amazing to me that such a kind of living vampire uh, is still around after all this time. How old's that goat, man? He's he will be, be 97 next month, yep. I gotta say, man, isn't it about time for him to quit sucking on virgins and just die or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's drinking down the adrenochrome, as they like to say. <laughs> I don't know, man, but he's he was ugly back in the day, um, and what he just said there is enough to make you sick to your stomach. I'd rather face space herpes. Yeah, or something. Man. <clears throat> so anyway, that article was published as an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal on April 3rd, so just a few days ago, which is why I thought it was relevant. And, of course, he put his usual nonsense in there. And I thought I would remind everybody that this old bag is still kicking around and still being a piece of crap. <laughs> anyway. I, I, You know, I would estimate, Jason, the first time we ever heard the old New order, World Order thing was Bush the Senior, September 11, I think, 91. Um, and it, it rang such a bell, it was never heard in public from any official guy. Um, he may be one of the first high-ranking government officials from this country to utter those words again. I don't know if that's true, but I haven't heard people trotting out New World Order so openly. He did it when Obama was first brought in. I remember him saying, there's an opportunity for a New World Order or something to that effect in one of his little yeah, uh, press John Kerry's brought it, out a few, brought it out a few times. I mean, when George Bush... <clears throat> the senior first said it. I mean, I almost soiled myself because I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I had only seen it in the context of you know the coming new world order as part of our tinfoil hat club. <clears throat> so when he said it publicly and proudly for the first time, I thought they're they're gonna you know nail it down now. But they you know as, as usual they're so patient um, and uh, they plan for such long periods of times. It, it's uh, it's remarkable. This this whole thing going on is almost like pulled right from myth. Well, we kind of showed that it is. But the idea of might versus rights, the whole Arthurian legend. Um, and this echoes back to Bush's New World Order speech in 91. Because if you recall, his whole nonsensical gibberish was saying, this isn't going to be law of the jungle and all this. No, it's exactly what it is. It well, is he, he tried to give law. it legitimacy. He said, you know, he said what he said was uh, uh, rather, you know, rather than law of the jungle, it's going to be rule of law rather than law of the jungle. And what he Which basically is says is, yeah, what he basically was saying, uh, if you listen closely, is that our rule, our laws are going to replace natural law. Right. Um, he didn't he ever Not define what the law of the jungle, jungle was. <laughs> yep. So that what was, they're uh, trying to, yeah, the, 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 the whole point here is that what they're saying is the exact reverse of truth, but they're inserting their little place, their artificial place they want to be God of. But you see, you can't justify the the outcome with the means you got there, you, or you can't justify the means. Um, so I think in the long, you know, longer I look at the overreach, there could be some period of time, Lord knows, but how can this possibly be sustainable? You know, it's so well, far from anything natural or normal. I mean, it's completely so artificial that there's no portion of it that won't need constant measure. This is a car that's going to burn through a cat tank of gas every five seconds. 
Well, unfortunately, I, from my perspective, is that those who are considerably, you know, younger than us grow. I mean, you know, we're certainly we're in our, I would guess, <clears throat> you know, our fifties, and we're probably the older ones here. And um, as we get older, I mean, we certainly see it, and we certainly remember a world that was not at all this way. And yet, uh, those who are probably, you know, under thirty have never known anything, you know, different. Um, they were, you know, young enough when um, the changeover happened with uh, two thousand one that. Um, this is this is again what they can see. They keep saying it's the new normal, uh, and and so what I see is that um, many many people in the world today have never really lived their life as an adult when um, constant surveillance surveillance wasn't a thing. Um, they never knew a time uh, when we weren't. Uh, fully surveilled so um it, it is uh, uh as as we get older we certainly see it more but we also seem to uh, to some degree lack uh, from my perspective lack a little bit of the uh, the energy to you know when i was young i was ready to go do something about it <laughs> you know and now I, I i spend more of my time watching and waiting um and and uh, just considering it but um it is um I find it remarkable that more people, my wife asks me that almost every day, like how come people aren't, you know, uprising? How come they're not taking to the streets? There are so many people who are, um, from my perspective, that the hypnosis has worked. There, there, it is literally is a, a form of mass hypnosis, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, but they're claiming uh, that the Washington Mall is going to see its first big protest, um, which I immediately suspected had a 50% chance of being staged for video. Um, but um, I can't agree wholly there because Jason and I, we went balls to the walls when this happened. I stayed yeah, up all yeah, night, wrote a blog the first night that went everywhere. Um, so to some degree, you've got to imagine, look at it this way. I don't know any flat earther that's buying this BS, and that's a pretty big community. Um, I'm just saying, the fat lady hasn't sung, and by the way, did you know Nova's putting out a new episode real soon to convince people that it's good to be fat? Um, I, I just well, and again, Chrome. I'm not saying I'm not doing anything, right? So I mean, <laughs> I just say that when, compared to compared to when I was in my in my mid 20s, when I was um, uh, very you know active and, and willing to I don't know take to the streets or whatever, and and you know now um, I guess uh, you know maybe a little bit of wisdom down to to see that there are better probably better ways to do things, um, but uh, you know c- certainly. Um, you know, I, I try to be you know active in the community and um, and and give um, information where I can find it. But um, I, I don't mean I'm not. <laughs> you know, I don't mean to imply I'm doing nothing. I'm just saying that um, in in terms of uh, physically getting out there and um, like I said, I don't know, taken to the streets or whatever. Uh, it seems um, less. That seems like a less viable solution these days than than working with information as we're doing now. I think that might change by the time you're approaching week five of no paycheck and no food which was part of the engineering of this in the first place but we'll see absolutely i'll I'll be very surprised if we don't see good friday which i think is a possible saturn day which numerically and for other reasons is possible but my money's still riding on sunday which is also uh, easter which is also the 159th anniversary of the beginning of the civil war but uh, I think we're going to know some things. If they go at Easter, that's one hell of a balls-to-the-wall statement. That is ruining the highest Christian religious holiday into the future history of our world. So it does, it, does like, it seem to you guys that, that this is sort of centered around a, a timeliness, again, with the sky clock, um, Easter slash Passover, um, all these kind of high holy days, um, all tied into the sky clock, does seem like they're working off that. Well, it's provable. Anyone can leave 
temporarily go outside, look up over your head right now, and what you will see is to the far right, you'll see Jupiter. Next to that, you'll see Saturn. Next to that, you'll see Mars. Um, Venus will be over in the western sky for many of us. Um, this is clocked all day. This is clocked all day. All of it's clocked. It's always clocked because you can't do your spell and your hypnosis uh, to the full alchemical degree if you decide to depart from nature, which is what makes this all the more ironic. So they're using all this natural science, basically, alchemy and the sky clock to pull off their spells and crap. But what they're engaged in doing is trying to replace that very thing with an artificial system. Um, it, it just, I don't know. You know, I read the book of Revelation, which they're using too. Bad guys lose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I read it. I read it pretty read frequently. I mean, I, yeah, I, the special effects. I get are, more out of. I get more out of it each time. I, each time I read it. But, yeah, um, but come on, come on, man! The special Game effects are out of this Bad world. Girl loses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read the the Greek myths. The heroes typically win after they're done suffering. Well, um, by the way, Wayne, you still with problem? us? Oh yeah, I'm here. My biggest problem with this whole thing is I, I like to be home. So, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things. But now that they're telling me I have to be home, I kind of want to go places now. So that's, <laughs> that's the struggle for me. And given, given my choice of anywhere to be in this world, it would be home. But, uh, you know, now they're telling me I got to be there. I, I have the urge to go other places. So I, I don't know. But that's my struggle with the whole thing. That's just my personal struggle. But, yeah, absolutely. The Book of Revelation is very telling. All of these different things are very telling. And, uh when it comes down to it, the good guys win in the end. So, you know, that's the thing. This too shall pass. And that's what I like to remind people, that even though they may succeed at whatever dastardly things they have planned for us in the short term, it, it's going to come to an end. Because uh, as we've discussed many times before, all created things see their end. So uh, there's not a single thing in our world that's not a created thing. So all these things will see their end. And that's just... The, the nature of uh, the place we live in. So we are not uh, the creator. We are not God. So the things that we can make ourselves will not stand throughout all time immemorial. Well, if uh, I can uh, find the exit door, I'm ratting these bastards out on the other side. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I know for myself that I have gone over the past um, uh, probably, uh, I'd say, uh, 18 to 20 months from um, uh, a sense of almost, um, you know, shock at how quickly things were uh, turning and changing to um, a sense of, um, mm, uh, I, would, I would probably say, a, 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 sort of a, a sense of, um, you know, becoming a bit more... Um, uh, like a, a, a greater sense of urgency myself i guess i would put it that way to at this point um n now I, it's it's become anger um i'm <laughs> as a, i guess that's the frustration that I, I currently feel is that um perhaps i feel a little bit of frustration of, of um, wanting to do more uh and and um wanting to cause them problems um greater than what i'm doing so um it, it is uh with a sense of of anger that i see um uh, them deceiving people and um, and for the most part turning people's good intentions uh, into something bad and now um, people's good intentions are, are being turned into um, snitching on their neighbors and uh, they're offering rewards for turning your neighbors in for for not social distancing and and for violating state home orders and this sort of thing and um, I just I've had enough I'm 
<laughs> yeah, I'm. I don't know. I, I'm at a kind of a point of um, cause. I'm. I'm this close to wanting to cause some mayhem, and uh, <laughs> and I know better. Right? Yeah, that's that's I'm the an, whole goal. But wait a minute, man. That's really the whole goal of when you cut people's livelihoods off in their business is you're you're fostering an environment where the shits are going to hit the fan. To be blunt about it, but I, I would point out. If you look at the reports from officialdom, you're not going to be happy about anything ever. But, Jason, I'll ask you, you know, I get a crap load of emails in a day, but I can't tell you over the past three days how many emails I've got from people talking about our episodes way back into the, you know, the two digits saying, you know, I listened to this episode back then and I wasn't sure he's all, it all fits. You were telling us where this was headed. Have, have you gotten those emails? I mean, like, I don't know, I must have 15, 20 of people mentioning the old stuff that they considered but didn't really accept, and now they're saying it was, you know, pointing to where we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple things I've been experiencing. By the way, learning to fly, thank you for the $2 again. Silent super chat. Um, yeah, there we go. Thank you. What I've I been seeing tw- is some people have been mentioning older episodes, definitely, but I've just had a great increase in listener reach out in general. And I really try to address everyone uh, amidst all the other things that we've been doing. And obviously we've increased our output significantly. And then I've been, uh, we both actually been trying to go on more shows in general too. So that eats up time. Cause obviously I can't be researching and writing while I'm on the air. So I've been going nonstop uh, just to try and, and get, good stuff out as much as possible to everyone but i do try if you've tried to reach me i hopefully i've at least acknowledged in some way shape or form and try to give a a reasonably good answer to any questions that may come up so it's appreciated i mean it's nice to hear from people that uh, they're they're liking what we're doing well the part part of what went on on the early kind of internet is there was a whole bunch of solid upright people who did not appreciate what they considered conspiracy and what I'm seeing is a lot of people realizing um, that they talked a little too quickly, that a lot of the things they were poo-pooing say are unreal, uh, pale in comparison to what they're saying. I'm just saying, there's a lot of people in this world, and we have no ability to know how many because we don't control information sources and the censorship is alive and well. I think there's real possibilities that this will go so sideways compared to things. Um, and I don't know if they go for the iron grip or, or what happens here. But regardless, there's going to be a crap load of people who are no longer on the fence as a result of the overreach to get where they're going here. It seems, it seems to be so. I mean, e- even even at my uh, unintended consequences um, email, which was set up specifically to do this, um, you know, uh, Age of Awakening study, um, I get questions nearly every day, um, you know, from three or four people, kind of the same as you do, like asking advice and stuff. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, I kind of sit, get, go, hey, I don't know how to tell you how to how to live your life. I mean, these are, um, I can I can tell you what I might do under similar circumstances. But um, people are, you know, uh, more and more. I think uh, even I see even some of my normie friends are are asking me. They go, hey, you know, <laughs> you're the conspiracy guy. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I said, well, um, I've been telling you for for a number of years what I think. Um, why ask now, right? And so th- there does seem to be a. a uh, I, I think I would say a, a little bit greater awareness now that that something is is certainly off kilter, uh, and that um, they can't they can't take everything at face value. Although um, that's not true for everybody. I mean, it does seem as I watch uh, again a greater sense of polarization. Those who are uh, bought in are 
uh, continue to be even more deeply bought in, and they, they try even more um, uh, more strongly to shout down uh, those of us who are are, are saying um, ask questions, um, challenge this, be skeptical. Um, th- th- there are those who just don't want to hear that, and so <clears throat> it does seem like um, you know one of the things I've watched over the past few years is it seems like you know they're kind of instigating from the from the darkness and from the shadows. And trying to you know create this polarized um, sense of you know trying to create um, battles between us rather than you know us turning on them uh, to get us to turn against each other and it seems like they're trying to ramp that up now um, you know and and I would be sad to, to see that that happen that um, people turn against each other rather than turning uh, on those who are really um, you know turning the knobs and, and pulling the levers certainly thank you oh, for that's the... all part of the sorry go ahead Jason I just wanted to say thank you for the uh, couple more super chats that just came in. Learning to fly for another $2. Thank you, says Silent Mayhem Chat. But looks like somebody heard that. And uh, Matthew Ross, thank you for the New Zealand 899. The episode of the Mercury myth hit me hard in a good way. I see 88s everywhere. And as, as a matter of fact, Marty McFly, you will see 88s everywhere. Rocker Chick, thank you for the 1499. Thanks for doing these shows. We appreciate all of you. Over to you, Wayne. And thank you, by the way. I was just going to say that, uh, just backing up what Baldini's talking about, that's all part of the Hegelian control mechanism that they put in place. They'd rather us out there fighting amongst ourselves rather than actually centering our attention where it belongs on the source of the problems. And it it even goes to the same thing with this whole uh, 5G tower bit. You going out there and and setting fire to 5G towers, who's that going to spite? I mean, it might short-term knock out part of the problem but it's it's not something that's going to yield any long-term no. meaningful results and that's no, exactly. the problem it's it would just it's just unwise to do something like that uh simply because it's it's not going to solve the problem it's not going to get to the heart of it it may uh actually uh cure the symptom of it in much the same way our pharmaceutical companies are all designed it's you know treat the symptom but don't really address the problem we right. need to address the problem and the problem are the directors of the boards of of these uh telecom commun- like companies and stuff like that that are actually rolling this stuff out without any adequate safety studies and that's a part of the problem well, I think one of the the biggest things we can do is again, <clears throat> what um, what everybody here on this panel has done is um, do our best to raise awareness. That's probably the biggest thing that we can do right. uh, at this point is to is to just raise awareness and get people to to ask questions and and be skeptical of everything that we're uh, told, e- even the things that you know that that we say and offer. Be skeptical of that because I mean I, I don't mind if people question what I say because at least they're going to go do some research, right? <laughs> at least they'll at least that'll get them involved in the process, and that's um, I encourage that. Uh, I think if, if anybody that spends the time uh, really going after uh, the source of information, if you if you really uh, want to get after the truth and find what the truth is, and and don't just stop at the at the gatekeepers of you know Wikipedia and Snopes and that sort of you know uh, that sort of thing, um, if you really spend the time and legitimately look for uh, you know information and, and follow the truth wherever it goes, um, I I highly encourage that. I think that you're gonna you're gonna find some very surprising things. There's, uh, you know, when you look at a problem like we're facing, you have to come to some realizations. Uh, you're not going to probably create anything organized to deal with. You need something that's already in place. And even as I began to realize, I said to myself, self, this doesn't sound like you. Um, but the more I looked at it, I realized the Constitution is there. And if that was fought for in a meaningful way, 
um, and demanded back in place um, by a lot of people everywhere, sick and tired of the kind of corporatocracy. Even things like look at what the pharmaceuticals and, and the, uh, the government did when they started damaging people with vaccines. They created a frickin' vaccine court. That's a violation of the Constitution. And the more I looked um, at the ideas, like you know, everyone knows they're going for the guns, that's a violation. They can't. That's a violation of your constitutional right. But the problem becomes is if we let this lawn get mowed very short and it stays that way, there's going to be the idea of eminent domain. It's going to be the idea that this easement was not open to them. They forced their way down the easement and no one built a fence to stop them from using the easement. And that comes in the future. But the point is, we have the means. We have the mechanism. There are actually people in different states that were already pushing to get back to some form of constitutionality. The thing about it, whether you think we ever had it, whether you think it, it exists. And if it was demanded back in force, it would dissolve so many things all at once. I think I think Crowley, it, it exists on paper, but and then from from my view and from from my study, it, that that's a it, it gives just a patina of legitimacy because if you really, I mean, if you consider now, I mean, um, the Constitution free zone, right, is is in effect at a federal level, and that's 150 to 200 miles from any. Uh, port, and that includes airport. Uh, so uh, try to go any place that's 200 miles away from any airport. Um, th that's almost it's less than four percent of the but entire that, United you're States. Making, you're making the point though. So they had to recognize that the Constitution was a problem first off. Then they had to violate it to get their zone. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Well, again, it, so it's it, on, it's on paper. I just I just I think it's, it's a, not just on paper. They had to actually do work to make the supposed free zone to get it away from them because it was a perceived problem. And I'm with you. It's not it's not the magic leprechaun that cures all. But what it is is ready made. And what it is is a thing that they deigned to tell us all we grew up with that it applied. Well, what, no, I, no, what, I, what I think well, it's well, what I think its value is is to tell us what um, what we have uh, a right to, right, and, and at least what um, what the goal is. Uh, I think, in a practical sense, because of the the, the federal nature of the of the government, uh, and especially you know the the Act of eighteen seventy one, and immediately following the Civil War, where we became a corporation, I think that. You know, for all intents and purposes, um, in a, in all practical sense, they, I mean, they they hold the power. But if if you want to, um, I think it's it's great. Its value at this point is if people understood what it um, what its meaning is and what it is supposed to uh, grant us in terms of uh, freedoms and 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 rights, um, and that we demanded that. That that would be something. I just think, in a, in a practical sense, um, th those who um, are are pulling the 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 strings and and those who call the shots have control of the police force and the military, and um, those guys are just going to do what they're told, right? They're going to follow orders because then, that's their job. So I mean, I see the point you're making. Then why did they go through the effort to make a constitutional free zone, which was clearly unconstitutional? Right. Why didn't Very they just ignore so. it? And why didn't they just ignore it and say we have the cops? We have. Well, they, the, they do. The, it mean, doesn't. Yeah, but it doesn't work both ways. You see, if it's a thing that no longer matters and has no validity, then everyone ignores it, and that's not what's going on here. There were guys down in the Carolinas who were pushing to get their state. They had it to the Supreme Court. They kept getting pushed off, pushed off, pushed off. They finally got recognized in the writ or whatever it was just days before all this COVID nonsense came to town. Um, you can almost see that the court staved it off, lost documents, did all these things until they knew this was coming. But my point is, is what's the option? 
you know, <sighs> what's the option? If you're not going to go back to this thing that was held up as the be all and end all that does not respect corporations, that insists that living men and women are what we're talking about, that insists on a lot of things, whatever shortfalls you might find, what is the option? Well, Let's I mean, see, are we going to get online and organize a large group of people to go walk down streets? Are we going to do something with cell tower? I mean, really, I don't, what, that, I, don't I don't think it's going to help. I mean, if you if you really wish, if you really want to go down this path, I mean, um, uh, you know, I've had these convert these conversations before. I think there there are really there, there's really two two paths you can take here, right? And, and one is what can you um, practically do, and what can you reasonably do? <laughs> I mean, and and those aren't those aren't different things. But I mean, if um, from my perspective, Crow is like, as I look closely at this, I mean, again, and I I retain the right to be wrong completely, right? And and I, I appreciate that we have maybe different views on this. But as I look at it, uh, again, I've said this over and over that the system isn't broken; it's fixed, right? In other words, the the the, the this system is working exactly the way it's. Intended to do, and from my perspective, it always has been um, to provide a patina of legitimacy to it. And the reason that uh, it's there, the reason we have a constitution, is to tell you you have these rights. But when it comes down to it, the catch twenty two is legally you really don't, and they're going to do whatever they want to do. But but uh, but wait a minute, that's not true. What happened is you got strong armed, and we can point to dates like thirty three and other things where the wool was pulled. Now we could say things like those people in thirty three should have stood up. But what, for whatever reason, they did it and we heard it. The point is, is whether you want to claim there's a statute of limitations on a murder, um, that could be problematic. But if you go back and say, we know where you hoodwinked us, we know how you did it, and we demand better than this because nobody's happy, um, that's a path. And it's a path that doesn't have to be rethought because someone else already thought it. And it's a path that doesn't appreciate corporation. It's a path that does many, many things. If I was going to make the argument against it, I would probably go at it like this. If the Constitution was ever demanded by tons and tons of people and being considered, the first problems I could see is that every country every country is a corporation now. In the Constitution, only a country can do treaties with countries. So there would be problems. But the point is, if you look at the main underlying what did all this, it's one word, and everybody knows it, corporation. There it is. Well, but then, and then from you know, again, in a legal sense, and if we're going to be the the nation of laws that we say we are, in a, in a legal sense, we are a corporation. In fact, the United States of America is a corporate is a corporate entity, and and they're going to have the the precedent. So, from from my perspective, and again, you know, again, we can it's it's okay if we have different perspectives on this. I'm not, I mean, again, my 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 take isn't to to argue about, it, but just to express the opinion that for, from what I see that the people who are holding the power do, um, and that they're um, they provide again a patina of legitimacy to make people believe that they have rights that they don't really have, sure. um, and and that and that the the system again from my perspective isn't broken. It's working. It's fixed. It's working exactly the way it was intended to, uh, which is to provide um, a, a basically free range prison, right? And so that people don't realize that they're in prison until they try to push up against the barriers really hard, um, and and then for the most part, you know, it could kind of get swept under the rug. So so where's if, your if, file? Where's the if file? You, I mean, if you we really agree. want. Well, if you really want to, um, you know, change things, I think the only way that that's going to happen, and again, uh, this is where I'm going to get in trouble, is go. The, the only way, the only way through it 
is um, you know revolution is revolution which requires bloodshed and and that is not something I would advocate because we're on the wrong end of that. So this is where I go. The difference between the practical point of view and 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 the realistic point of view is that what you're going to have to do is look inside yourself and 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 make those decisions for yourself and to see where your threshold is to say no, uh, because soon sooner or later and my take is it's sooner than later um, you're going to be told to do something which for me I'm going to say no right whether that whether that is a forced vaccination whether that is um you know you can't go to the store and get food whether that is you can't go you know make a living for your family whatever that is uh, i'm going to say no and no, i'm i'm, I'm no. really i'm really close to to right there right now to go no um and so you know when i go down to trader joe's and they go oh we're we're only allowing you know three or four people in the store at the same time um, i'm like hard pass i'll go somewhere else <laughs> right I'm, I'm not playing this game with you <sighs> right um well and so the whole thing seems like it's a big test uh, after all they've been ramping things up i think everything is being tested right now like the things you guys are, are going back and forth about you know it's hard to say where exactly our rights really are just because of the state that we're in right now but no matter what what they're doing right now is testing to see how far they can push but, it but, but this is the that's the proof though jason you know we're saying where are our rights what are our rights they're testing to see how far and that right. automatically tells you what a right is it's well what you nobody in charge be. gives a flip about our rights let's be honest here not not at this point and they're going to do what they they're really going to do with well what they if, that, want. if that was true then they wouldn't have eased in or set up or done all these other things to try I th- to i think to they want the a soft glove tyranny as opposed yeah, to over the head tyranny that's what I, that's what I i've do. always I thought agree. it's easier I, this I way that's the Huxley way, right? Versus the Orwell um, way. And the Orwell way was the 1984 boot on the neck. And that's why Huxley wrote him a letter saying, I think my way is better, which is to get people to love their tyranny. Uh, and and for, for the most part, what I see in America anyway, is that people do. They, they love their things and they're willing to give up a good deal of li- actual freedom uh, to have their, their soft life. And, and then they're willing to say yes to a lot of things. And um, I, I just, the more I, the more I look, the more I don't really believe that we have the freedoms that we, that we were guaranteed we, we never did i don't think my i don't think my grandparents no, did we never there were people in this country at one point who did I think, they, time, I think they let them have it i think they let them i think they let them have it crow I, I think again if they really tried to express <laughs> it um and it caused um any kind of hassle to the powers uh that be they, they would shut them down and then there are evidences of that uh, i think that most people what what it you know ultimately it takes a um you know um you know the vox populace right it takes the voice of the people a lot of people to say no at the same time um and then that's where things change and that's just it just seems right now from my perspective, and again, I don't, I don't want to be the turd in the punch bowl here, but it just seems less likely. Um, there, there are a lot of people thinking it, but until a few people really do stand up and say no, um, and and it's gonna it's gonna take a few people. Um, just, I don't know. I, I just uh, I don't think that I don't I don't think that we've ever in my lifetime or in the lifetime of my grandparents even um, that we have ever had the freedoms that we were promised. Um, that that it's a it's a we did we had a lot more. Th- Pre thirty three, but I'll I'll ask a simple question. I think earlier, I think earlier in our lives, Crow, that you and I had certain freedoms. The um, illusion, because, yeah. It, but it was an yeah, it was illusory uh, because right. we didn't we didn't test it right. There was no there was no test. There was no, no boundary need, there. Right. Exactly. And now that the ba- now that the boundaries are closing in, and we if we want to try to test it, they're closing that that noose, and we're realizing we never really did have those freedoms that that we were promised. Well, let's, then, let's be realistic here. They did the stuff minute, they that, needed to behind they, the scenes, though. Let's be. Told 
totally realistic about all of this. They didn't have to worry about us yet. They kept us with our dollar hamburgers and our $2 gas while they put in the institutions behind the scenes. Federal Reserve being a great example, taking us off the gold standard, like all these things that we have spoken about in countless episodes. They did everything behind the scenes, and unfortunately, this might be the next move in the big chess game. Let's be honest about that. But I don't want this to turn into a big argument either. Like, like the, okay. we, we well, almost I'll, feel I'll like... drop it, but I'm just saying everything was hoodwinked. And my, my, my last point is information is driving this. If you could snap your fingers and show people one option and another, I think we all know which way they'd go. But unfortunately, they're going to see the option they're going to see. And that proves the force of nature of it. But anyhow, I'll drop it. I know. I, no, and I don't. Well, we have we have questions from the chat room. I'd really like to bring up, and and we have a twenty dollars super chat that's been waiting. I want I want to get these out there because I feel like this is just going back and forth, and right. it's just not getting us anywhere. I think I think we've I, all I'm made our you. points. So. so, Jeff, for twenty dollars, thank you so very much. There has been talk about removing people from their houses. Do you feel like they are able to pull you out and vax or chip you without consent, or will that bring them too much karma? Now we got something to debate about. (laughs) Who wants to take that first? I think, honestly, I'll take that first. I think, honestly, that's going to be too much karma for them because uh, even just as the points that Baldini and Crow were going back and forth with here, uh, when you look at it, First things first, we as a people, all of us all together, need to acknowledge where it is that our rights come from. They come from God. That was outlined in our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, not man, their creator, with certain unalienable rights. Our rights are unalienable. It's just us to uh, up to us to stand up and claim them as such, because that's the thing. They have no power over you if you stand up and claim that. So that that's one thing where we need to be clear. Um, and secondly, uh, I would say, as far as this uh, going and actually removing people from their homes and forcibly vaccinating them, they're going to come run into a really hard time in this country with a, a lot of people, uh, simply because we, we still uh, have more firearms per capita than any other place in the world. Yeah. So uh, with that I, being I think, said. I think my, my pitch in on that is that could they? No, they, they could, but I think what they w- far prefer is to convince you to ask for it, to, to want it. Right to, to to get you up so afraid of the consequences of not doing it that you beg them for it, uh, and there, there will be a few like us who say no, we're not going to do it, and then they might try to forcibly do it. Uh, but they're gonna they want the tipping point of the eighty twenty rule, uh, where the, they want the majority to to want it. Right. So and I think they'll try to tie it all to economic factors too. Like if you don't uh, take this vaccine. And you know, get this yeah, idea. Then you can't get a driver's license. Tip. You can't get a job. Right? This, you, won't, this, you won't be able quote to. Unquote, this quote unquote certificate of vaccination. Then you won't be able to go to your job, or you know, you won't be allowed out in public. You won't be able to spend any money. That kind of thing. They're going to attempt to subvert it in different ways like that. So I, I could see that being a thing. But as far as them actually physically going door to door, forcibly removing you from your home and trying to vaccinate you that way. That's not going to end well, and I yeah, think, I think they realize. 
Yeah, I think at this point it's a, it's a bridge too far. Um, but but again, I think once they once it uh, if you get the majority to desire it and to want it and sign up for it, uh, then the last few holdouts, then they can um, say that it's mandatory and you must do it or you can't have these um, you know benefits or um, you know again you you can't um, join in society uh, if you if you don't uh, choose to to play along and whether that's a vaccination whether that's financial um, you know and that's the way the you know we mentioned the book of Revelation previously. That's what it it measures out, right? Is that um, there's there's something that's an economic um, uh, bridge there, uh, you know, a watershed, uh, a gate there that if you don't uh, accept th- this role, if you don't you know do what they say, you can't buy or sell. So that's ultimately, you're, I agree with you, Wayne. It's an economic thing, but I but I think before they start dragging people out of their houses and forcing it on them, uh, they would uh, want uh, the vast majority to to desire it and, and to think that it's a beneficial thing. And again, whether that's an e-currency or a vaccination thing. Um, they're going to want people to to desire it and to find it beneficial. And then the last few holdouts uh, then will be per- made pariah and ostracized uh, to the point where everybody says you're holding things up and then do with them what you have to because they're holding us up. And I'll be wearing my tinfoil hat the whole time that I'm saying, no, <laughs> no, no. no. There's, yeah. you so know, as, as Wayne opened up there, he pointed out a critically important thing. The idea of where do the rights of a human being derive? Does a human being have the divine spark? If the answer to that is yes, then there's a higher court, provably, because these people or any other people or any group of people that will ever be cannot make a human being from scratch, nor a duck, nor a fish, nor a tree. There's your proof. So there's a higher court here. So the point I'm making is what Baldini's saying is absolutely what they will try. They're doing it right now. Oh, you're not getting a paycheck. You hungry yet? You want to opt into these things so you can quit being hungry? It's underhanded and it's indefensible the way they've gone at it. But the point is, is if we lose track that we do have the divine spark, that there is a higher path than the Supreme Court or any other damn court someone wants to invent, then yeah, we're, we're going to go the way we go. But if we don't forget these things and we look back to times that we're reasonably sure happened, in my family tree, which isn't even that long, um, there were times when higher ideals were based and agreed on. Um, they got lost pretty quick. I think the last vestige of any matter was right around 33 and the whole central banking. But if we wake up tomorrow, or say Tuesday, so we can see what happens on Easter and the day after, if we wake up Tuesday morning and the insurance premium for your car comes and it no longer says, here's the offer, yeah, we're in a different world then. They've thrown out the window, this thing they've tippy-toed around, they've connived, they've fooled, they've coerced, they've done all these things because they have to. They would never say, here's the offer, unless there was some reason they had to. It would just damn well say, there's a law in your state, buy your damn insurance and be done with it. And they did that for years until people caught on. Now it comes, it says, here's the offer. So the truth of it is, is even if they do come kick down your door, that's an offer. You don't have to take it. Right. It doesn't guarantee that the jackass there won't try to force you or do the wrong thing. But the point is, is if you lose track of the fact that you do not have to take it or accept it, 
then we're probably on a slippery slope down. Well, and this is and this is Crow to your to your point exactly what I was saying about the difference between the practical and the you know pragmatic. I suppose is that um, you need to decide for yourself, and that's I mean the only way to do this is you got to decide for yourself what that threshold level is, right? At which point you're going to say no, and um, everybody's got to decide that for your for themselves. If we can get a large enough group of people to do it all at once, so much the better, right? Then then we have I think more power, but ultimately. Um, for yourself, you need to decide, and, and I think quickly, um, what that what that threshold is, and when you're going to say no. Because most people, it, according to history, from what from what I've seen, most people wait too long, and they regret that they did not say no earlier in the process until it becomes too late, right? Or they feel that it's too late, and they lack the power to to corporately stand up and do something about it. When I say corporately, I mean as a group, not as a corporation, right? That's, but uh, um, let's be honest about something else here, though. I think that they've been very patient, decades minimally. Uh, I think it's been a lot longer than that, though. But let's just be, let's just cut it down to the minimum. They've been patient for at least decades, the past century. I think we could all sure. agree on that, right? Okay. Yep. So, with the situation they've got now, to get it back to the uh, person's original question, they only have to wait this out a few weeks. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, month to month, or at most have what? two, three months in the bank where they can pay their bills with at most. A lot of folks do not have tons of money sitting around. I don't think they're going to need to be violent about anything or forceful. I, I, I agree. I think it's going to come that's... to that because they, I mean, already they extended it here where I'm from and, and I think everywhere else uh, from two weeks, we're going to do this self-administered quarantine, bumped it up to April 30th. And I'm waiting for them to change it again because the numbers keep going up, not down. So what's going to happen to people who just don't have enough in another but month look or so? What, look, yeah, look what happened with that too, though, Jason. Like a lot of people weren't doing the quarantine, so they started making up. Well, we can ticket you. Well, no, really, you can't. Do you want to be? I think. Do you want to be the guys? If they wanted to. Yeah. Do you want to be the guy there when that goes to court? I mean, a person right. with two two synapses to rub together is going to make a mockery out of that. But this this is really the point. Um, they've done an underhanded thing here to cause the problem. They've told a lie. Yep. So what always gets me is if eighty percent of the people believe the lie. Is that the reality they're going for? What happens when forty or fifty percent? know the lie was told at what point does that knowledge of the lie become a problem and i think that is a huge part of it this. is it is from from my research it is um when you get above 30 percent um it, it does become a major problem the old 80 um, 20 yeah. It, yeah it's the 80 20 rule and so if you get above 30 percent who are in dissension um you, you can't keep it quiet anymore and um it does start to really infect um it really infect the others so um and th this but, is but the, it seems like something higher too though it's almost like it's real if enough people believe in it then on some fake make-believe level this is actuality you know, like the mind is driving this place, no, there's and that's a big part of it. Yeah, there's absolutely truth in that. From from my perspective, is that you know, however you want to put it, the mind precedes all, or um, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. There's a ton of different ways to put it, but but um, the, the manifestation of the will, uh, whatever you believe, um, if you believe it enough, right? If you have faith of a mustard seed, however you want to put that, um, there there is from my perspective there that's an actual thing and so the larger a group believes a certain thing it does manifest itself at least to them in a certain way and um it does make manifest uh, that thing so um there there is certainly um some validity to that I, i'm gonna pour oxygen into the room for people who feel like there's no hope 
before this was all going down a few weeks ago, Jason and I, do you remember the conversation about how many flat earthers are there in the world, Jason? Someone had stats on a concert or something for flat earth that was going to go on in South America. And they deduced yeah, it, was Brazil, it must they have been millions. 11 million or something. something yeah, it was 11 or 12 Do you million. you suppose there's there. a single flat earther in this world that's not aware of the lie? Once you become aware of a lie at the level that that community is engaged with, you start to test things. So my point here is I think there's a hell of a lot of people more than we've been able to deduce that are not buying the lie. Now, that creates a possible two problems. The reality of if not enough people believe the lie, the fake reality that you're leaning on goes away. But it also creates a situation that you guys were alluding to, is the force we're going to see stagecrafted force, or does it become something else? And that's why I put out the clip about Sunday, um, because I think minim minimally there has to be a stagecrafted idea of violence in some way, whether it's force or just people dying in beds or whatever video could show you. Um, but I mean, what do you guys think? And that's a lot of, that's a big community everywhere. So to the point where Google was actively shutting down those accounts, um, to try to minimize that community from growing. Well, what, I mean, what, one of the things I see is there's a, there's a heck of a lot of us who, who aren't buying it, but we do seem to be fairly spread out. Um, I, I hear this a lot from people is that they, they feel somewhat removed and separated from, from others other than um, somewhat the online community. Um, one of the things that has given me some hope of, of late is that um, uh, the, the possibility uh, that um, the, this forced um, sequest sequestration um, of people at home, one, one of the key indicators of of people waking up in, in my study uh, has that has been that they had time to look right that if um, it required a certain amount of time an investment of time and the ability to 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 sort of cogitate on things for a while and to sort of really look at things and and, and some introspection um, to to put things together uh, this may offer an opportunity it may be some unintended consequences on uh, on the side of the PIC um, that by giving people the time to think about it uh, it, it may blow back on them some and get people to actually become uh, skeptical and ask questions because that is one of the key elements uh, in my study um, has been that people had the time uh, to really do some research. And so if people do take some time to, to, to look instead of just uh, watching the news and, and consuming fear porn, it may be an opportunity. I can tell you right uh, now that they're concerned about the flat earth thing because what is the slogan that they chose to get all the politicians rah, rah, rahing around? Flatten the curve. Well, flatten the curve. Right. <laughs> so what is being buried? A poke in the eye. So anything you look up. But anyway, a poke in the third eye. Gentlemen, I would suggest. I would suggest. I would suggest, based upon all that information that we just laid on the table there, that uh, we we have a path forward now with this. Uh, what we need to do is break that eighty twenty rule. We need to, uh, you know, push this information out as as far and wide as people will receive it and get above that thirty percentile mark because if that's the case this would disrupt the whole idea the whole planning behind this well, so that's uh, well, that is what we're trying to study do. to begin with yeah we held up our end jason <laughs> and i have been in a dead run since the night it broke yeah, yeah I, I was on six on shows this week since the first of the year with the study so i mean i think we're all in our own way trying to trying to do that right like that was the whole purpose well, of my study the, to try to figure it out this is the point, though. Everybody listening, we all need to do this. We all yep. need to get this information yep. out to people. That's yes. the important thing. 
It's just yes. a couple of guys on the radio like us are not going to be able to spread the word. It's it's people uh, just putting little things out there in the ether for the normies to, to latch on to. Right. Uh, and in, in a like way, right now, we've got it easy because we're, we're sort of speak, we're sort of pre- preaching to the choir a little bit. Right. In, in that, you know, the people who come here to listen are already sort of predisposed to this information. Um, and, right. you know, it is sort of, um, you know, the, the kind of the onus on the people out there is to, uh, to to try to bring this information to those around you who don't want to hear it you know and so that's kind of what i'm working on again is is met means and methodologies to reverse um this brainwashing situation right into into look really closely at what they've done uh to put us under this hypnosis and try to find a way to break the spell right so that that's what i'm kind of working on specifically is is how to do that uh, but it but it does bring the kind of the onus on everybody uh to, tr- to try to um, plant the seed with your neighbors well, you know, I'm, I'd be willing to bet that, it, you know, if you think of what the average person has to go through in Western life, you wake up, you're exhausted, you got to deal with the kids, the dog, you got to get out the door to work, you go do a third of your life, you come home, you got to get the kids fed, you got to shop, you got to get gas in the car, you got to go to DMV, then you get the other third of your life and you go sleep. And so the information that you get, um, you're not going to work too hard to get it you're exhausted you're run down because the system is designed that way so you flick on the tv but even something as simple as showing someone the number of central banks owned by the rothschilds i think if things like that were common knowledge um, at this point where they won't be viewed as somehow conspiratorial um, i think that the tide would turn but the more i think about the flat earth community and the size of it that we were starting to try to wrap our heads around uh, I think there's a hell of a lot more people out there than we think that are not buying this nonsense. And if that's no. correct, then something, the next shoe that drops has to be a big one. And it seems like that would need to be towards iron fisted control. Because how else do you get a lasso around that calf, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, uh, agreed. And, and again, that's one, you know, um, kind of the, I was, have been working on, right, is these low, what I call low emotional impact and, and um, uh, large proximity things, right? So so um, things that I was looking at, like Gulf of Tonkin and uh, Operation Northwoods and these sorts of things that uh, are large enough proximity away from people currently that doesn't impact their lives. Because if you try to bring up this current situation, right, they're emotionally invested in it. Uh, so trying to bring, bring out things that are publicly acknowledged, um, they're not conspiratorial by nature uh, other than by those who tried to perpetuate them for example operation northwoods uh, or the federal reserve right like things like that that um, are sort of low emotional impact uh, that can wake people up a little bit um, they do seem to kind of need to be brought in um, by bits and pieces uh, it does take a little bit of uh, seed planting and, and allow it to grow but um, this is again th- this is exactly what what i'm trying to work on with this um, uh, deprogramming script right is to find these uh, specific things uh, that can be used um, uh, in a way uh, to to get people to take a look at it and, and to begin to develop the idea that they, they have been deceived. So I don't know if you actually want to get to the notes that we have here on <clears throat> hypnotic trance of scientism and propaganda, but we've been going over an hour and I'm cool with just finishing out this discussion uh, about where things were going and save that for next week. Uh, Because really what we're talking about is mesmerism and mass hypnosis, because no matter what the truth of what's going on behind the scenes here, that's what's being done to the general public. I mean, the more I go out, the more I see people with gloves and masks and all that sort of thing. And I'm just looking at them all like you're out of your freaking mind, man. That this Uh, is fantasy. 
I got no. I got to. I went to the store today, and just like it went from maybe one in twenty wearing masks about two weeks ago to now maybe sixty, seventy percent at least are wearing masks. I mean, that's probably seventy, eighty percent at least uh, here in Seattle area. Um, when I went to the store today, and I was just just shaking my head and there was a guy behind me in line and um he was just we were he's just going this is madness like <laughs> yeah i mean and he, you know he was a uh, he, he just kind of quickly filled me in he was a vietnam you know veteran and, and he's saying you know these these people would have never survived <laughs> you know? and i'm you know, like yeah everybody's just terrified uh over over i mean nothing right and and every time i go out um one of the things i I'd make it a point is i i smile and and um talk to people and and uh, you know some people want to run away <laughs> right they're, they're terrified that you, you would actually interact with them and um well, I just, what have they I been sm- doing to everybody baldini for the past i don't even know how many years now they've been turning everybody into a bunch of sissies and pussies you know especially the younger folks they're really getting it they the older folks they've kind of got them lulled into sleep because they've had it good for decades and the younger folks are turning them into a bunch of little sissies so this isn't that hard to push people over the edge i mean i've seen young people look like they are absolutely terrified of everything that's going around them people half my age and here i am strutting around going like i don't give a flip about any of this this is ridiculous <laughs> i mean that's that again that's a, sort of the attitude that again that I, I i've had when i'm out um now is that uh you know, you know i kind of joked um you know i was last week or the week before that i was sort of ahead, ahead of the curve on social distancing <laughs> right and i was like i kind of you know like uh, like wayne said i like being at home um but but also i <laughs> agree with Wayne is that this is sort of maybe want to be more out and in public because it's um, uh, it's reversing what they want everybody to be right so um, now I'm much more likely to, to try to interact with people and I smile at them and engage with them and start talking to them um, because again I'm letting them know I'm not afraid and, and I, I'm not going to be cowed uh, by this nonsense and, and um, I, I'm encouraged by by the people who um it, it was really a clear dividing line to me that that the people who um don't believe it don't believe it and they're um they're willing to say so uh, and those who do believe it are terrified i mean they are I, they're terrified and, and it makes me feel really bad for them i i am um i have a, a real sense of compassion for them um and at the same time it's um I don't know. It's just really, it's really sad to me, right? That um, that so many people can be so drawn in by such nonsense and and just observable nonsense, right? And and when you try to show them uh, the truth, that they get angry. And this is why, uh, again, I know that it's um, that it's a hypnotic mind control because uh, those types of pushback are artificial, right? That they're they're emotionally invested in a way that they should not be uh, when somebody tries to tell them that they've uh, they've been fooled, right? Right. And here's my my point with all of this. Any world that makes Howie Mandel look like a rational person is not a place <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> Think about but wait, I haven't so, washed my hands yet. <laughs> oh man, nice one, Wayne. It, was you know, that a, I, I didn't get it. Is that a washing hands joke? Howie Mandel <laughs> is uh, very OCD about. Well, he's gotten better, mm-hmm. I, I know, than when he was younger. But he was very well known for being absolutely insanely OCD about not shaking hands, not being near people, total germaphobe kind of thing. I see. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, any any society that makes that look like a rational person, man, I, I don't know. I don't want any part of that. It's, it's a little ridiculous because even if you look at this, even if you do accept the mainstream narrative of this, wearing gloves out in public and wearing this silly mask out in public and most of the masks, I know here in Pennsylvania, they, they just... Uh, 
uh, made the announcement they they would like you to voluntarily wear a mask when you go out in public but yet uh, uh there's not enough masks to go around so make a home <laughs> make your mask. own put a piece of this, is, this is what they're put, up, put underwear on your face so put a handkerchief on your face this Bit is ironic hoodie hoodies were against the law not too long ago remember right. you can't cover up your head it's just it's irony it's it don't go into a bank with sunglasses on right <laughs> or, or, or a mask and now you're, you're or a presidential mask a mask just, everywhere but this I guess the the only upshot is it uh, foils facial recognition. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't probably know, making true. it better because now they look at your shoulder blades or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your your walking pattern. So that's a yeah. new test. But I want to know um, when we voted. Uh, when when did we elect Bill Gates of Hell to to be the the Surgeon right? General of the world? The minute we logged on to Windows One, right? And Windows three point one one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah, Bill thing. Gates Here's seems to be out there just uh, dancing around with a baton going, listen to me, listen to me. It's like, no, dude, we, we know who you are. A lot of people know who you are. Besides, you couldn't Fuck get viruses you. off of your damn program. What makes you think we can trust you to do anything else? So, so here's the thing. Since, since I dragged everyone off topic, for which I apologize, so how how is the spell cast? Is that on the topic here, Jason? If we were, Oh, I think we gave up on the topic. I hope nobody's upset about that, but let's just run with it. So think about it, you know, what What are some ways that, because it is artificial, when someone is that emotionally invested, part of it's it, I can't admit to myself to be wrong, it's like from that movie Revolver, the rules that they give you in that movie Revolver, that I don't appreciate the violence, they're, they're spot on, um, and they're a tell if you look at them carefully, and one of those things is no one can admit to themselves that they're stupid, basically, and... So what Baldini said, I think, is probably true. But how does that spell? What are the actual nuts and bolts of casting that spell? Well, that's that's what I've been that's what I've been working to uncover, <laughs> that exact thing, right? And that's that's um, it's a it, it's a man, it's a wild combination. Um, there there is um, the the roots of you know mesmerism and hypnosis in it, um, as well as this full spectrum mind control, um, subliminal messaging, um, as well as spell casting, right? It's it's a it's a full gamut, and. Um, uh, you know, again, I'm I'm doing my best at this point just to try to get the nuts and bolts of the of the basic psychology of it. But one of the things that does become demonstrably clear to me is, is that um, this pushback, right? That this co- instant cognitive dissonance, and and uh, one of the first times I saw it was when I asked somebody to help me figure out um, uh, the rules of refraction to try to figure out why we could see too far, and he's like, "You mean flatter?" <laughs> and, and you know, and, and he's like. Literally, he almost had an aneurysm, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Uh, and and um, then I started seeing it more and more, and then not just from that topic, uh, but a variety of topics. If you even approach it or broach that subject, um, they get furious. Uh, and, and again, that is, um, uh, you know, again, that is um, uh, to me a very telling thing that there there is a landmine put there, and that's artificially placed. Uh, so. Uh, that uh, that certainly makes it uh, an interesting thing. I mean, again, that's very telling to me that uh, it is an artificially placed uh, thing that this is mind control. It's programming. Mike Alien, well, I, thank I you got... for the $5. I like like what this says. The mask is I, like I... a symbolic experience to tell people to shut up. I like that. <laughs> no, that's true. I, I got one thing that's I can offer. Did, did everyone notice as we came into this the number of systems that were changed or severely updated. One of them, which affects Lord knows how many people in this country, was Cox's demand that you upgrade to their contour 
box system uh, or you lose service. And the way they did it was on this date, you're going to lose 50 channels. On this date, you're going to lose 150 channels. Um, I think part of the spell that's being cast is by the frequency which the message is being delivered. And I think Cox has played a key role with its contour system. That's one of the things I suspect to be correct. I hear crickets. Carry it, someone. Where are we going with this? Nowhere, uh, apparently. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what you were talking about, about that contour system. It's so a that's, box. That's so, so everybody has a Cox box that has to use Cox to get television. Oh, so you're, you're talking about, like, uh, it's a cable company on, and, and where you're at. It's the biggest cable country, company in the country, um, as far as I know. Um, well, actually, I'm on... We're on um, Verizon Comcast out here, so it's a, yeah. So, it's some a, of them, some of them are subsidiaries under Cox, but a, a crap load of people are into Cox, and they forced the change to physically <laughs> come in. I wait for laughing. Oh Sorry, my. He just went. <laughs> uh, all right, man. I, I'm dropping it. Sorry, man. <laughs> all right, so we're juvenile. We deserve yeah. a little bit of a break here. <laughs> Sophomoric humor. Hey, Wayne, the contour box is hypnotizing you. Quit laughing at me. You're fat. You're stinky. No. <laughs> <laughs> and gay, apparently. Oh, you called me out, man. I don't know. <laughs> All right, since I was busy letting a cat in and out and nobody picked up the ball there for me, uh, let's talk about the census because I saw several folks throw that one out in the uh, chat here. The census, if nothing else, is just more data to feed the AI, and more data for them is more bad for us. Plus the monetary system that's coming on the tail of this, everyone's going to enter into contracts that takes that has to take the money. They forced a situation where many people won't have a choice. That's going to start a new system, and every person who does it is going to be in the new database. The goal is to get everyone in the database, so I think what Jason's pointing at um, is a big damn deal because the census is just another version of that. The census is such a big deal, it's even biblical for crying out loud. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Pluto. that's true. <laughs> Somebody knows my kitty's and, name. <laughs> and at any rate, uh, right now, it's a perfect time for them to do the census because everybody's at home. So, uh, you know, if people are being noncompliant, they're there. So they could send their little sense personnel person out to to count them and sign them up. So well, let me let me throw this out there, just a just a, a curveball at you guys. I'm gonna get um, I want to get your take, um, Crow and, and Jason and, and Wayne on um, the number of um, high situated CEOs and corporate executives who have stepped down uh, mm -hmm. from their positions in the last six weeks. So uh, 219 was the count I found. That's quite a lot. That's a, that's better than a statistical uh, outlier. So um, I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. Certainly, uh, we can say that this is uh, anomalous at best, um, a statistical, um, statistically significant uh, situation. And so um, what, what do you guys think is going on there? Never before seen insider information. And before I answer the rest of that, I will point out that the word contour, if switched around, comes out to Cornito, which is a cuckold or a man who wears horns. So you guys can laugh at my contour all you want. <laughs> okay, so cuck, cuck, so cuck, cuck, cocks, um, 
Man, that's going really deep there. Boy. Mercy. <laughs> it can leave me a little flaccid. I You're not so. impressed? A man who wears the contour box is also a man who wears horns? I can't do better than that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to walk with a limp. Uh, Jason's going to quit asking me to come on. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, thank you for the $10. Uh, okay. He says, thanks for the chuck. discussion on my question. I really appreciate the extra work you've been doing. I also have been trying to engage and drop nuggets of truth around me. And you know what, Jeff? That's just it. Because I wish this little meter I have up here that says concurrent viewers currently 459. I wish that said 459,000, but it doesn't, and it probably never will. So everybody, if we're giving you good info, try your damnedest to just spread it around you. That's the best we can do, and it's the most we can ask. Not everybody's good at doing this kind of thing of what we're doing, and who knows if we're even good at it. We just kind of give it our best shot. But if everyone just tries their best with those around them, hopefully we'll beat that 80-20 rule. That's, that's our goal. plan. Yeah, that's our, that's our evil plan to take evil. over the world. Is to, <laughs> is to get, you know, if we can get to at least, laughter. you know, if we can get to at least 25%, right? We can, we can mess up the curve. If we could get to 30%, um, that, that's a statistical, statistically significant um, uh, situation. Uh, and it really does throw um, a wrench uh, in the works. So, um, so back to these uh, corporate executives uh, that, are, that are stepping down. Uh, 219 was the last count you had, uh, Jason. I think I was at 183 at like two or three days ago. So uh, I see it's gone still going up. So um, um, Unprecedented. It, it is. And look at the size. It's not just that there's no historical equivalent, but look at the size of the companies we're talking about. It's pretty yeah, clear. These not, yeah, these yeah. are not small, small no. potatoes. These Switch, are really sick. switching of the guard by by proxy. By I mean, someone snapped their finger somewhere. Although they all did cash and stock and do other things, all the way up to the Senate. Apparently, yeah. yeah well, that, yeah. look at it this yeah. way. Minimally, if they knew something was coming, it certainly looks like they did. They dumped a bunch of stock, a whole pile of these super rich MFers made money, everything's dropping, and then they can just buy it back for God knows how much less than they, they had when they're ready to. let's not conflate these two things. Let's not conflate these two. So we do have uh, massive insider trading. Right. People sold off stocks right prior to this, which um, clearly including indicates- Including government people, by the way. Right, including government CEOs. people, right? Right. Yes, exactly. So we have we have both crews. We have um, executives, corporate executives, who sold off the stocks, uh, which is clearly insider trading, trading and shows uh, foreknowledge. Right. So those things should have been investigated immediately by the SEC as insider trading, and nobody's nobody's doing anything. And then you've got the um, politicians. Uh, there were more than thirty senators and congressmen who who did the same. Uh, a few of them are now there, there's a little bit of noise about it, but not still not much. Um, but th these are separate to me. These are separate things, right? So, um, okay, so maybe connected, uh, but they're separate events, right? So you've got the selling off of stocks and profiting from um, what's going on here, in addition to um, these stepping aside uh, of, of CEOs and corporate executives, they're stepping down, right? I mean, this is unprecedented, uh, and it's all very quiet, right? So what you should see is that uh, this should have created uh, a, a market a panic uh, when uh, a number of CEOs step away. And instead, it's being very quiet, and yet the market rebounded quickly and is now bullish, right? And so this indicates that there's, again, inside knowledge that this is profiting people, uh, that this is not a panic. This is a profit center, uh, and the profit is on uh, on us. 
right? That so uh, those of us who are suffering financially uh, are getting making money for those who have it. Uh, so so that's a that's a separate deal. But we've got these people who are um, uh, both again stepping away from positions of power, uh, which is again unprecedented, and uh, a number of people are you know suspiciously dying. That happens all the time. But I mean, are we are we sneaking off to Elysium? What's what's going on here? <laughs> Sooner Squatch seventy four. Yeah, thank going. you for the seven seventy seven. Says thank you for the sanity, not the sheep sanitizer. Uh, well, you know we could talk about who's taking their place for a moment, and the one I know off the top of my head is Bob Iger, the head of Disney, after doing the Fox merger, which was a gazillion dollar thing. I forget how many billions that actually was. But the guy who they just threw in his place is a guy named Bob Chapek, who is in charge of the parks. And they were actually not doing well. So they just threw somebody in his place while he stepped to the side. But all the people doing interviews and things like that that are being asked, it's still Bob Iger who is answering almost all of this stuff. So my cat just jumped on the table. That's not good. Get down. So in other words, he's still in power. He just um, it, uh, Not officially, of course, but it certainly sounds like it. And that's what I'm uh -huh. saying. And I, I don't know about yeah, a lot of these other corporations. Uh, Bill but, Gates stepping down from the boards of Microsoft and uh, what was the other one? The other, the other big company that he was on the board of, he doesn't need to be there anymore. I'm pretty sure he's got things pushed in the direction, launched and going for years now so that he can focus on talking to us about vaccines. But right. here's Not the thing that, about what you just said. Bunker. Jason just pointed out that he was in charge of parks. So don't you see, this is the whole socialism idea. So here's a guy who was... In, in integral into the federal government kind of idea and now he's on a big corporation it's the merging there's going to be no beef about whether or not your government's corporate because it's merged with all the i don't know do you even know the word baldini sometimes they say to try national socialism fascism is there a word for Nazi. when your government yeah i i don't know but you see that's bad german that's guys from out. the 40s some guy in charge of all the federal parks is now in a big corporation. That's the merging of government and industry. Yes. Um, I just want to. I just saw something James Dayton said in chat. In order to live, should we not play along with everything? And my answer is no. Um, uh, and I don't care, li live or uh, uh, the alternative. Um, no. Uh, I, again, this is why I said earlier, I have this threshold uh, to which I will not cross. And uh, if that costs uh, my temporal life, fine. <laughs> um, but there are things that are more important to me than simply um, um, surviving, right? So, um, and that's me. And, and I encourage everybody to make that that decision for yourself and what that place is now, um, because uh, again, it seems like it's coming sooner or later uh, that you're going to be in a position uh, to have to make those decisions about what your threshold is. Uh, and um, the regret's a terrible thing, I can tell you that. But no, I, um, no. For, for, for my my answer is no I, I don't play along uh, at all uh, simply to to survive um, that's not living and I would just answer that question as to what that's called when you you merge the government and business in in this kind of way I believe the official term for it is suckocracy if <laughs> I'm not mistaken because that's, that's what it leads Chupa. to no it's chupocracy is that what he said chupa chupaocracy <laughs> Uh, Something like that, yes. The cobraocracy, all right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're you're talking all these different CEO stuff stepping down from these major corporations, and for some reason or another, they're not being investigated. Like, 
this this is a major thing, and this should be a real eye opener for people. It should if if they see this, and you know, they should question. Well, hold on a, a second. If I was involved in insider trading, I mean, look what they did to Martha Stewart as an example of that. Okay, so, uh, so this, maybe this is this what is would our, happen. So all right, so so maybe this is our hand grenade, right? The holy hand grenade of Antioch, right? Is that we can? Um, I've got a, I've got a few <laughs> uh, articles. The that number show, of the count shall be three. Exactly, and Not four two. right out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Five is right out. <laughs> is right out. Um, so, but but this is but but this is a a major deal, right? Is that um, this is technically this is the the textbook definition of insider trading, uh, and there have been uh, hundreds of executives, and there have been numerous numerous articles written about it uh, that um, uh, that that clearly state that they sold off these stocks uh, right before this going on. In fact, one of them uh, I sent to uh, Jason the other day or or Wayne, I can't remember who, um, that was actually mocking. Um, um, Jeff Bezos's ex-wife um, that that she picked the wrong time to sell, uh, but of course she picked the right time to sell oh, because yeah. and then. Um, the, the next couple articles was just saying how smart these people were, right? That this is why they're this is why they're rich because they 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 have such a good take on on things, right? That they sold these stocks off, uh, not only saving themselves money but but profiting handsomely, uh, and that there is uh, no investigation whatsoever. Well, this is again clear indication of foreknowledge, uh, and that the fact that there's no investigation whatsoever of insider trading, uh, again, and then you include the Congress people uh, and senators in this, um, that immediately after a meeting on this, they sold off their stocks, uh, more than a million dollars worth in most cases, uh, should be an indication to anyone uh, that's got more than two brain cells rubbing together uh, that uh, there's not only foreknowledge, um, but there's no prosecute, that nobody's, uh, it's okay, right? And that there's collusion here. Um, so so maybe this is our holy hand grenade uh, of Antioch that we can uh, toss over the over the fence at our at our wool-wearing friends uh, and, and blow, that, um, uh, blow that wool coat off them. To who though? In to thy where? mercy. <laughs> to to whom? To where? Well, I guess what I'm saying is, if you want to uh, point something out to your friends uh, about the ah, nature of the situation, got it, right? Yeah. And that that may not be uh, likely to look at it. Uh, simply uh, point them at these. Um, uh, th- these are again fully acknowledged, not tinfoil hat conspiracies. These are um, mainstream you. articles from Bloomberg. Right, that indicate that these people sold off these stocks uh, and profited from it, uh, as well as those in Congress that sold off stocks immediately following meetings uh, on this, and um, they're not being investigated for it. So they had right. foreknowledge of these events. Clearly. Um, clearly. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and here I was getting a Q-tip. I thought we were going to drain the, sh- the swamp, and now I'm just all disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, trust the plan, right? <clears throat> so Steve Mercer for $20. Uh, Steve Mercer for $20. Thank you so much. Says a year or so ago, Sophia Smallstorm reported from her studies that glyphosate produces apathy. The show is with Sage of Quay, Mike Williams, of course. And while that's probably that combined with the fluoride and all these things, I mean, you know, you know what goes on when you try and speak to somebody who's just not getting it. You get that kind of hazy stare. And that's if you're lucky <laughs> and they're not just like, oh, you're, you know, kind of thing. Well, but again, if you but if you um, show them this information, and they don't at least raise an eyebrow, 
then maybe you just move on to somebody else. But um, at least you can drop this on them uh, as th- this is, you know, unimpeachable evidence uh, and it's fully acknowledged in the mainstream. There's no tinfoil around it. Uh, th- there's no, you know, happy tinfoil coating on it uh, that th- this is actually what happened. And this, I mean, again, any rational person sees this as foreknowledge, right? And, and is insider trading. It's the textbook example. Uh, it's the definition of insider trading. So um, the fact that and, this and is going on. And also proof that nobody gives a damn in the places that are supposed to. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, and the fact that it's happening within the halls of Congress as well right. uh, shows uh, an enormous amount of collusion uh, between those at the highest levels of power, right? That that this is a pandemic, right? And not a pandemic. And then uh, from there, if they begin to ask questions, then you can throw at them uh, the uh, specific examples of news media lying about this. The CBS report uh, where they showed the uh, Italian hospital, where they uh, show the dummies. And you can clearly see that they are dummies. Um, and they'll, you know, uh, whoa, hey, thanks for that super chat. That's outstanding. $100 Love, super low, chat. Thank you for the $100 again. That's awesome of you, as always. You're, That's terrific. You're good thank people. You. <laughs> so, um, so so anyway, these are these are opportunities uh, for for you to take and um, you know again plant these seeds and there's a little bit of water right to throw on it as well uh, is that the news agencies are lying to you and then you could follow that up with uh, a few episodes to film your hospital uh, and and before they get pulled off YouTube take take some uh, download some of those of, of you know citizen journalists who are going to their local hospitals and showing that there is nothing happening there and and put those back to back with news reports of that's uh, a wars zone and uh, there's people standing in line and nobody can get in no nobody can get in the hospital uh, and then you go there yourself and um you know if you've got time grab your friend drive down to the hospital and see what's going on i did uh, and there's nothing going on they just won't let you in um, there's some um, first responders sitting outside smoking cigarettes um uh and you ask them what's going on oh yeah it's uh, it's real busy but there's nobody there uh, so um you know how many people with uh covid uh, we don't know um, yeah, that's that's the answers I got. So um, these these are firsthand things that that you could go, do if you've got people who are at least willing to look at it. And I think that's the that's the difficulty is to get people who are willing to look at it. But if you can, um, here here's an opportunity, right? We we got um, solid, unimpeachable um, evidence, rock solid evidence uh, that there is um, shenanigans going on. You know, no one thing one thing about comedy is it has power. And when the My Corona videos started coming out to My Sharona, um, some of them got better and better, and some of them were pretty funny. They started pulling those. Um, and that's another thing, the power of satire and comedy in a situation like this. For some reason, it has the power to undermine in a way that's not easily described. But, you know, it would just be ironic if you showed the scientific proof that the coronavirus can't live on a flat earth or something like that. But I'm just saying that's another (laughs) thing that I noticed they went after immediately was the satire and the comedy, which is ironic because satire and comedy are pretty much mutually exempt uh, from most of the things that are supposed to be allowed to be censored. Right. And on a related note, uh, we we could see today that uh, Bernie Sanders dropped out of the presidential race to spend some more time with his many, many houses. Yes, he tested (laughs) negative for for presidency. Socialism for you, capitalism for me. (laughs) Listen to me, people. Socialism for you, money for me. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. All right, I just felt the energy level drop. We cannot have this. Let us pick no, this back no. up immediately. 
Gotta take a, a breath. There's been a, a lot of talk and talk going on. Uh, so, a baby steel walking. walks into a club. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I could do Three Mr. Burns impressions. Bar. You'd think one of them would have seen it coming. Bada bing. <laughs> I don't know. The jugs aren't going to get any better. No, um, they're not. So they never do. <laughs> right. I don't know. I got a pretty, pretty good one about Patty Black, but we better keep this moving. <laughs> uh, you know, Crow, maybe we should take a moment to discuss what episode we just launched today, a day early, and what its important it, importance is. Uh, it's for the people who have followed. We've gone to extremes and done. I don't even know how much research stacking it up against other things for me a hell of a lot um turned out actually ovid was the one metamorphosis was the one i was least familiar with i said okay i'll burn through it i picked it up as 15 books (laughs) and i thought isn't that the way of things but we pointed out why the well-educated in decades gone by had a classic education and they had the myths and what we've endeavored to show is that not only are they codifying the only stories that can be told at this time in our, I hate the word evolution, um, but they are a playbook as well. And we are actually, we tried to show, living a time loop. And it's based on the same stories being told over and over and over. And what we're experiencing now, um, Wayne did separate research from mine, and we tried to show that there's where it's all being lifted from or part of where it's being lifted from. Well, again, we have to talk about the importance of myth and that this is their playbooks. We've, we've, uh, I don't even know how many episodes we've done this now, four or five already, Crow? At least. At least. Right. And, and we're showing that there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, you can look at that how you would like. I kind of like my, my cool mandala behind my head. By the way, I didn't do that uh, on purpose. I bought, I bought that because it was real cheap on Amazon. I wanted something to put behind me to... Uh... Looks like a halo, though. That, that's exactly what happened. Jesus vibe going on. I think <laughs> and I didn't do it on purpose, even though everybody seems to think I did. I got it for like 13 bucks on Amazon because it was cool and had some nice purple on it. And then oh, the I hung it up behind me because I wanted something other than uh, acoustic foam for people to look at. While I'm doing the live stream, since I'm doing stuff on camera now. Dude, dude, you need a chalice and some biscuits, and we'd be yeah. all good here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I've got I've got a nice tailor, so people can see that. That's about as much as I can give them. Well, and the hair and the beard really set that it off. That is a nice tailor. That is a very nice tailor. <laughs> I'm I'm very appreciative to the person who got that for me. Uh, Billing Tano. It was tailor-made for you, right? Tailor-made, yes, indeed. Billing Tano, thank you for the $5. Thanks for all the gravy, fellas. Keep crushing. Man, we each have a giant sized ladle and we're going to keep using it. Uh, hopefully, the uh, the big bear appreciates us using his lingo. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll finish the thought you started before we got on the Jesus vibe that you're emanating with your new <laughs> backdrop there. Um, part, part, of the whole myth thing, <laughs> part of the whole myth thing, too, that we tried to demonstrate is a bit like being stuck in the broken 9 11 loop where we're stuck in a count now that's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven, two, three, you know, that, that broken loop that we've illustrated in all these ways. In a similar way, these myths are doing the same thing. And we tried to analogize it by demonstrating if you show up to a sporting event, each year it's expected that someone could break a record. And every now and again, the records get broken. There's never a time when someone says, that's it, human beings can't run any faster, no more records will be broken. The exact opposite happens. 
people will train, we'll aim for this, we're gonna break this record, look, we broke the record again. And so what this implies is that if we're relying on the oldest myths we can see, which happen to be what we call Greece, which aren't the oldest, but that's what we can see back to, um, we're in a broken loop because these are the stories that are being looped along. When CNN needs something, they don't hire dudes to make up a new story. They go lift truth down the well, put a new character in, put a new costume on, and they run. So in a sense, what we're doing right here, right now with this COVID nonsense is we're playing a, another loop. And what it does is it prevents, I hate the word, the evolution of humanity um, from going just a little bit faster to the point where all of a sudden some lady or some man can tell a new story. And that becomes added to all the stories that were possible to be told. Did that work or did it just sound like gibberish? No, I think I, I'm okay with it. Somebody it asked us to, to list the positives of our current I was state. just going to go there. Oh, good. Um, well, I'll, go ahead and carry yeah, it, man. I was just going to go there. I mean, from, from my perspective, and I'll jump on, I, I'm ready to jump on that one. The positives are, um, one of the first things is, hey, guys, we're sitting here talking about this right now, right? And we have this opportunity to, to sit here and discuss this. Um, whereas in other situations, and, and in fact, some other places, they don't have the opportunity and nobody's noticing, right? So the upshot is, to begin with, we notice what's going on. There's a lot of us here right now who are aware uh, that we're being lied to. And we have the ability to discuss it amongst ourselves, to speculate and um, hypothesize a little bit, uh, and to get the word out. So, uh, and, and there are a number of people, as we said earlier, while there are those who are uh, fully hypnotized and bought into the system, um, the, the number is increasing and growing uh, that, that don't and are at least asking questions. So theirs, to me, is a huge positive. And I think, if again, if we can approach that 30% um, line and we're, we're moving there, uh, we have an opportunity to really um, poison their well, as it were. Uh, and um, I think that's an immense positive where, uh, you know, if there were only, you know, 1% who, who saw what was going on, it would be pretty hopeless indeed. Uh, but it does seem like more, um, more and more people are becoming uh, aware uh, that we're being lied to, and that's a that's a great start. Uh, and those are um, people are are making decisions again. You know, again for for myself, I say uh, I have a threshold of what I'll say no to, and I, and I'm getting to that place of standing up and saying no. And the more people I think get there, that's an immense positive in my book. Anyone else Absolutely. want to take that? I would say that a huge positive that we see right now is uh, I think these social controllers made a huge mistake in not allowing the sports ball to go on on television. Uh, because think about it, seriously, there's a lot of people that are upset over this and they're they're bored and they're looking for something to do. So there's no sports on TV for them to watch. Uh, so what do they do? They they look at uh, the news and they see oh th this this news story. So they're like, hey, I wonder what's really going on with this. I'll go check social media, and they see all this stuff on social media that's not lining up with the news. So they they go, uh, you know, let's let's go explore this rabbit hole and see what's going on there. So this is a whole new set of minds that are opening up to ideas they had never would have considered before. So I think this is something we need to really capitalize on because uh, this is something that I think they really dropped the ball on. In that same vein, it'll be very telling if Friday, which is Good Friday, has something happen, or Sunday, which is not only the anniversary of the Civil War's beginning, it's also Easter, one of the highest holy holidays for Christianity, if they have the gall 
to do something on one of these days. And it's a tell either way. Um, it shows how whole hog their intention is. If they do use one of these days, they're going against basically the religious factions across this country, which are also a huge group of people. But if they hit on Saturday, Saturn Day, or they go for that Monday, that's also a tell too, because it means they weren't willing to go mono we mono so to speak it's going to be huge and i did make the prediction it looked like sunday at the time but as i've watched this play out i'm wondering another shoe is going to drop i'm convinced but what day will it be that will be a telling thing i think you know no sports ball is a bit of an issue because that's one of the biggest distractions out there yep right and again i i come back to what, what i said at the beginning is that this is this does present an opportunity um with them um having people sequestered at home with nothing to do uh this for those of us who, um, you know, can uh, to some degree spread truth, that this is an opportunity for for us and for all of you out there um, to you know to to present some of this information to to people and let them start digging, uh, because one of the one of the biggest keys to people waking up is the time to pursue it, and most people don't have that when they're uh, making a living for their family, right? And so um, with this uh, brief pause and the ability to reflect, that this is an enormous opportunity. Guitar Guy Bear, thank you for the $5. He says, praying, pay, excuse me, paying tithes to gra- gravy Jesus. Thank you, my son. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Be blessed. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to capitalize on that, man. I couldn't even say it. I'm laughing too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But you're going to have to rally this, the troops. You're going to have to rally the troops if it's Friday or Sunday, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need the disciples. Now, the sports ball thing is one thing, but someone else said something in the in the uh, chat room that caught my attention that the homeless aren't around at the moment. And I noticed that in New Orleans, too. And I don't actually know what, what's the answer to this one, but I know where they hang out most of the time, and I didn't see them anywhere. Oh, that's, you know, when that's I left San Diego, every single off-ramp, I mean, I was almost broke because I gave out so much money to people who couldn't eat. Um, it. It was right after the 08 crash, and it got worse and worse in San Diego. Any off-ramp you went off, there were people begging for money. And I, I had not even thought about that. I got to ask, man. What, I got what to I gotta look people? into it too because there's a huge homeless population here in Seattle. In fact, they've been shipping them in from uh, a tri-state area. They've been uh, the police have been just buying them one-way tickets to Seattle, and so it's a, it's <laughs> been an artificially created problem in Seattle that most people aren't aware of. That it's uh, it's been created. Uh, yeah, they 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 uh, the cops in small towns uh, all around a tri-state area in uh, Oregon, Washington, Eastern Washington, and Idaho, uh, even as far away way is montana and uh wyoming buy them one-way tickets to seattle and ship them here uh yes. and there's something to this man yeah there is something to it and so uh if if i go downtown and find that they're not there that that's really troubling because um uh, man that's where they start if they're if they're disappearing people that's where they start because nobody looks after them uh and um you know given the situation that um that we've endured uh, the last five years when um when the uh, rug got pulled out from under us i mean we got dangerously close to being in that situation ourselves and um that created a huge compassion for me um to start uh, helping those folks out and uh, to paying more attention to uh, to the plight of the homeless. And, man, um, I'm going to have to look into that right away. Well, that, here's a true. bad sign. I just looked it up. So the Tavistock-owned and operated Fox News has this headline, Homeless Among the Most Vulnerable to Coronavirus Experts Say. Uh-huh. That's this is not, not a this good is not sign. Good. No. This is good. 
Almost 200,000 people are counted homeless in the United States, but where are they? That's a concerning thing to think about. Who yeah. knows? How, how could I be so kind of blind, that person? I, who was it that asked that question, Jason? Oh, I have to go back in the chat. I've been trying to pay attention to it, going back and forth here. But Those multiple show people, you. Well, multiple people are saying that hotels is where they're at, but who would be paying for that? See, this is a good question. Now, I go to New Orleans quite often because it's only right over the bridge, and that's where I usually do my grocery store shopping. The uh, the underpasses and everything where, where the interstates are, that's basically tent city. Like, there's tons of them around. And yeah, I have, t- I haven't seen any lately. And uh, that's uh, it, it did catch my attention. I'm like, where is everybody? This is not normal. When, so, when yeah. Fox runs, and most you're the most vulnerable to this. That is not a good sign. And I had not, I'd forgotten about when I was in San Diego, it was one of the things that I thought about a lot. Um, but damn. Well, here's the question. Yeah. If you are indeed homeless, especially if you look homeless, will a hospital ER accept you and bring you in? That That's a, another question I, I don't actually have an answer to. Learning to fly, thank you for another $2. You're awesome. Been noticing a lot less in Vegas last week. Yeah, apparently just, just in the past 10 minutes, we've discovered all over that the uh, homeless is not being look, seen. So something's yeah, up. I'm going to have to go downtown. They're saying the convention center. They're saying the convention So what are they doing, rounding them up? So they can't wander around? Is is that it? Well, this is weird, Jason. On the email that you sent me, what we know about convention centers, yeah. San Diego is a massive one. Um, do you, one, one Neo, do you know this to be true? Do you know certainly that they're putting them in the convention center downtown? Well, yeah, that would I, can, be I can say that here out. here in Seattle, in about about uh, three months ago, they were trying to buy a couple of kind of derelict um, motels um, to uh, as places to house the homeless, but that um, fell through, insofar as I'm aware of. Uh, and I haven't been uh, downtown Seattle in uh, probably a couple of months. Uh, there there are um, tent cities, you know, kind of underneath the underpasses as you go down there. Um, again, there's a huge homeless uh, population in, in Seattle. I just haven't been downtown, especially since this thing has started. Um, so I'm going to have to go down and, and really take a look um, uh, because this is um, that, that's very concerning. Yeah, I'm going to start asking a few questions on the down low. Love Flow says no way hospitals won't. Uh, Trainius for five dollars. The only resistance I see around is surfers. Oddly or maybe not oddly, I surf and closing the beaches is really the only thing that really angers me. Uh, yeah, I've heard about beaches being uh, patrolled from time to time. By cops and throwing people off so yeah and i had heard um firsthand from a couple of people that after um the last big um hurricane was there in houston uh that the homeless population um had a lot of people just disappeared uh and and their um their friends didn't um know where they went and never to be heard from again so that was really concerning there's an answer. Thank you for the answer. By the way, I've given cars to Father Joe, and I'm not Catholic, but that man helps a lot of homeless people. Informally Hips says, uh, one of the downtown hotels is huge for taking in the homeless. I'm going to call them after the show. How do I record this call? Uh, the easiest way is actually Skype. You might have to buy a couple of dollars of credits if you don't have a Skype account like I do where you can call normal phone numbers and all that but it's it's like a penny a minute so it's stupid cheap it's actually yeah, a phone i a, used to use before i signed up for have, the thing 
or if you have a um, Android or uh, iOS phone, there's a ton of apps that you can use that yeah, um, yeah, just there's, download there's... for free that will record a call for you. Yeah, you could do it that uh, way. And thanks, Ted Summer. I saw that you said you'd check uh, downtown as well. I'm going to go this weekend for sure uh, and see what's uh, see what I can see downtown Seattle because that's that's uh, immensely concerning to me. Jeff? I'm going to call family. I'm going to call family out there. It was literally, literally when I was in San Diego as I was leaving, every overpass had people. It was that many. Well, I know every San Francisco has a massive problem with it. I mean, you're always hearing it called Poop City and things like that. I wonder if that's all of a sudden not an issue. Uh, Jeff, thank you for the $10. I have a friend that's homeless and does work for me. He was supposed to call me two weeks. I haven't heard from him, and either has his girlfriend, Columbus, Ohio. So, all right, something's up, ladies and gentlemen. This is too many folks saying the same thing. Yeah, thanks for the tip for that. How many people said people are missing? Anybody in NYC out there? What's the situation in NYC with the homeless? Uh, That's what I'm wondering. You know, in some ways, that what we saw with the homelessness after 2008 is a measure of our society. It's almost like our metric, where we've come, what what we've allowed it to come to. To the point when San Diego one day in one of the papers, they ran an article about a guy named Joe, and it wasn't one of these nonsense ones because I'd driven (coughs) where he was, and I knew it to be true. He froze to death in San Diego, and there was this big article pointing out that this reflects who we are as a people and that how could there be so many homeless, and I was broke. I was barely making rent, and my wife and I were feeding as many people as we could. It's terrible. But, uh, yeah, I saw the uh, note for Kent, Washington. I'll check into that. I know, again, I know that they were um, trying to buy a couple of hotels in the uh, South Everett and um, Snohomish County area uh, for some homeless people from Seattle. But, again, I know that one fell through. I'll check on Kent. Uh, But I would just ask those who are listening to check in in your um, neck of the woods, uh, your closest city, uh, what the homeless situation there is like. Because this is, um, um, man, as Crow said, this is a a measure of society is how we treat the, the most vulnerable among us uh, and um, certainly I I mean just as we've been talking I've been thinking that the last couple of weeks the places I normally see um, the people selling real change and, and asking for for money um, they haven't been there um, and um, I didn't even you know didn't even occur to me uh, but this is uh, uh, deeply concerning well I took notice but I didn't realize this was everywhere I just thought that they were somewhere else because there's plenty of places you can go in New Orleans I thought maybe they just got chased off by the police but if this is everywhere or a lot of places especially major areas that's a big deal so uh, Crow maybe we can just uh, ask folks who are members of the website to start a thread and just give reports I, and I then can we can find out yeah I can find out with a phone call about San Diego which is a good measure because the homeless there are sky high numbers yeah and um, Sue Finelli said she'd check San Francisco that's another um, San Francisco right. area. if yeah. something if about, something yeah. sinister is going on with the homeless um, that is something that if we don't take notice of and we kind of get what we have coming. Well, here's yeah. the thing. We can gather data on that and start reporting on it since we do so many right shows away. now. We can get that info out there. Who started – someone – before we lose this, someone should go back and see who started that in the thread. Who was the, the bright light that thought what we all should have been thinking about? Right. Uh, you know what? Whomever was talking about the homeless, just uh, – there's too much for me to go back through. So, who asked the first question? I'm not sure. So whomever yeah, was saying that, know. since we have a delay on this – you're going to hear me say this in a moment. So whomever first started bringing up about the homeless, please just type whoever it is in the uh, in the t- chat there, and we'll be able to at least start coordinating this a little bit better. 
Yeah, because um, uh, that, that's one thing. Again, if they started doing that, uh, something nefarious with the homeless, again, very few people would notice, right? Because yeah, I, saw, um, I saw someone ask, why are they quoting MSN? That's exactly why, because they're the idiots casting the spells and targeting with their cleverly crafted words. And when they tell you a certain section of population is most vulnerable to a lie, you're looking at a targeted group of people. Exactly. Just to be clear about why Baldini recognized instantly what I was getting at. Uh, Billy Ray, you're in uh, New York there. How about, uh, what What have you seen, if you want to give us a He said he's he just seen posted, him. but not as many. Not as many? That's oh, okay, I see him there. typed yeah. in the chat. Uh, I heard there's a tent city in Central Park that no one can quite get close to. Is there any truth to that? Does anyone in New York know? Oh, I saw Richie on here earlier, too. Richie, if you're still with us, you can give us a, a quickie on that too. McAlien, thanks for the $5 there. I'm here in the Bay Area. They're still homeless here, but not as much. Well, that's saying something because the Bay Area has a just massive amount. Yeah. All, all the West Coast because you don't typically freeze to death, but that's not true. People did freeze to death in San Diego. It does get down below freezing sometimes. Uh, I is there anybody in the chat also that's from uh, Salt Lake City? I know there's a fair amount of um, uh, homeless that kind of have migrated there in the last number of years as well. So if you want to check on that, um, typically they'll try to get help from the um, the, the, the Latter-day Saints, but they, they often won't help people who aren't a member of that, uh, that community. So um, – but that's kind of a, a stopover point there for people coming out of the cold in Colorado um, because they get chased out of Denver. So they'll show up in Salt Lake City. So if anybody's in Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake City area, you can kind of check on that um, that situation there as well. Ceiling Fan Man said, uh, are the homeless the bodies the media are waiting for? <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty yeah, interesting that's point. That's, that's, that's another thing. That's what, we, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> we know that's, that beds – see, what? here's what happened. We knew beds were going into convention centers. And we knew mm -hmm. that something was up with this. And so now I think two or three people confirmed that the San Diego Convention Center is claiming to have them. That's a perfect fake news photo op. You see, if you clear the homeless, get them into beds, and then film them, you can say, look, there's a thousand people dying of a mysterious illness here. But it, it's also a little bit spooky to me when I see a Fox headline. I get yep. worried about people like that when they get targeted. Um, because over the over my lifetime, the way we treat human beings has diminished. And by the time I left San Diego, homeless people weren't even being treated like human beings in the least by the city. And that was a big reverse. So it's one thing to find out that they're being used as video footage dummies um, to, to push their lie. It's another thing to find out something nefarious has gone on. Yeah, hashtag where are the homeless? That's interesting, Baldini. Let's let's not let this one drop. There's something to yeah, this. Ted Summer I think. started that, but yeah. Well, I'm, I'm seeing a couple people have mentioned that some places are putting them up in motels. So I, I guess the motels are just being cool and letting them stay there. I mean, that's still going to be an expense though, because electricity is going to get used. The places still need to be clean and all that. I mean, if they're doing that, good. That's that's very kind of them. But who knows? Man? On the I, other on the other hand, I don't. Man, I'm I'm so distrustful. Um, that uh, I could just see that being a ruse. Uh, I mean, I, I got to go find Well, then you know where they are, too. You know, if they're not there. on the streets because they've been chased away or, or whatever, or they're hiding or something like that, if they're getting offers of a free place to stay, I'm sure some people are going to take that up, and then you know where to go. So, I mean, I hate to be paranoid conspiracy here kind of thing, but, I, man, this is not the normal situation. Uh, 
let's try to look like let's take Chicago how many homeless do you suppose are in Chicago yeah I do have so a friend one of the place we heard about I do have a friend who works in the French Quarter as a police officer and uh, about two weeks ago he told me that they were just sort of telling the homeless to move along when the, the drifters is more like what they call them there because they just kind of hang around and play music and such but uh even the last time i drove by there i hardly saw any of them now that i think about it but uh, ted somner thanks for the five dollars everyone record your area and use hashtag where are the homeless i like that i like that a lot chicago has 5450 homeless let me check san diego um, because we've heard rumors about the convention centers getting beds right yeah we're just yeah. about out of time another, here, too, so Fox, I don't know if anybody's uh, got Fox any... News headline that was saying um, coronavirus strikes homeless in Seattle and Los Angeles, right? So, uh, and that's from the 31st, so uh, about a week ago. Um, so so they're really pushing that narrative. Um, 8,000 in San Diego. That's a, that's a low estimate. That's 2019. I'm going to give the chat room a minute because there's a, there's a pretty big lag. If anybody has any last-minute questions or any other comments of importance or anything they want to get out... Uh, before we call it a night here, let me know. We'll give that a moment to uh, to catch up. I really wish I could find a way to make the delay shorter. Shorter, yeah. yeah so about twelve thousand five hundred is the account for um, Seattle. How uh, many? As a twelve thousand five hundred. Wow. As, as wow. of twenty nineteen, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty substantial. Looks like Rose just found New Orleans homeless being moved to French Quarter Hotel with an article linked. So maybe that's maybe hashtag that's prove it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if they're addressing it to keep people's attention away, maybe that's that's what's going on. Uh, there's something to this, though. I mean, my my spider sense went up as soon as someone me said too. it. It was just kind of like, boing. <laughs> me too. My little, my Don't favorite Martian antennas out, went yeah. up and was like, something's up here. I know me and Jason are of a mind. We find out something devilish, and we're not going to let it go. Right. And again, since a lot of folks are probably – subscribers to the website if you've got something we can at least have a single thread there and then report on the data we come up with but uh my email is secrets of saturn gmail.com if you got something important to tell me uh by by all means hit me up there and by the way if you want to tell me anything or get me anything that is uh not something you want to go through an electronic device i started a p.o box specifically for this and I really should just commit this to memory already, but it is P.O. Box 5163, Covington, Louisiana, 70434. Uh, if you need to send me info or, or books or anything you anything you want to get to me, documents, yep. whatever, I will do too. my best. Um, repeat yours again, Jason. P.O. Box 5163, Covington, Louisiana, 70434. And if anybody and else... Here's mine. Oh, okay, I was going to say, uh, if anybody else doesn't have one, they're welcome to send me stuff no. for everyone, and I can disseminate it. I've got it one. Uh, the Great Baldini, uh, P.O. Box 2248, Linwood, Washington, 98036. That's P.O. Box 2248, Linwood, two, uh, two N's, L-Y-N-N-W-O-O-D, Washington, 98036. Because, Wait, before we wrap things up. <laughs> What's that, Wayne? It's It's fine. I was going to say, before we wrap things up here, for sure, though, let's address the elephant in the room with this homeless thing. It's not beyond the realm of possibility that these people are being abducted and experimented upon. It's a known thing uh, within 
different government agencies and, and different uh, the first say, hospitals go and, yep. and government subcontractors that they've experimented on the homeless in the past. So uh, it's not yeah. something out of the realm of possibility. I, I, yeah, so I people mean, are asking, are they? It, so there, there might be something like, like Jason said, his spider sense went off immediately. As soon as I heard that about the homeless not being around or, you know, they haven't noticed as many homeless around, that does put up a red flag for me too. Uh, yeah, so I got a tingle on my These spine. are a very, yeah, it's a very vulnerable population. And it's one that if they start going missing, people don't miss them as much or realize they're even gone. So it, it's one of those things, if, if you see it, uh, you know, it's something I think we need to investigate a little further. Well, we heard about a few thousand beds going into a convention center, and that would make sense with the numbers. On a priority just, level, too, like they had to have it done e- stat. Right. So part of the problem they're, they're having, and we know this is true, is getting the numbers they need to make this look real. Um, so they've fudged how death certificates and all kinds of things. I could easily see how using beds in a convention center and acting like you're helping the least of us uh, in some way just as a photo op to fill beds that that's bad but it's not devilish um, and that's what's got me concerned I know what Wayne was thinking about I need to see some evidence but yeah. I swear to you if I find out there's reason to think something more I won't let it go me neither that's I'm all over this one and uh, for Mr. Cut folks asking if we think um, people will stand up and say no to everything I mean I, I, I want to say I want to say people will, but it's up it's up to you. I mean that I, I've told you several times tonight that I will. Uh, I'm going to stand up and say no, and I'm at that place now. So at the opening of the show, I said I'm I'm getting angry. Well, that that anger has pushed me to a place of uh, I, I'm ready to say no to the next thing. Um, so I, I can't tell anybody else what to do, but I, but I will say I hope that people find that threshold for themselves and decide where that point is that they will say no. By the way, a lot of people will get angry if they start seeing real direct evidence that homeless are being let's just say mistreated because we can't make any accusations at this point but i mean how many good christian organizations just to use an example do what they can to take care of people so yeah if we can get some information out there that's good jay armstrong says uh, all the folks released from jail and prisons where are they I, you know i don't know but i've been hearing that that's been going on uh very Good point to bring up. I I just realized for the San Diego thing, this would be simple. Just call Father Joe Carroll's village. Um, I'm not Catholic, but I've watched that guy help endless homeless people, even train them. He even forced the city council to give up their aspirations for condominiums to put in low housing, low-cost housing for the people he was training that were homeless because it was in the city charter and they were trying to ignore it. I gave cars more than one to Father Joe Carroll, but I'm guessing a call to Father Joe Carroll and a simple question, where are the homeless, would get answered pretty quick. Alicia Shepard says that she's crippled and terminally ill and can't even get anyone local to help her to even grab some groceries with her own money and with incentive. Um, I don't know if you want to say where you're at, but yeah, if you tell me where you're at, I'll I'll find somebody. I'm sure somebody might be willing to come and help you if that's uh, something you need. I mean, that's not cool. Yeah, tell us where you're at. I'll I'll find somebody. All right, gentlemen. Anybody want to get any last words in? Hopefully, got the 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 uh, the best points out here from the chat. I'm trying to scan through again real quick before we call it a night. Uh, I'll I'll throw this out there, and, and on that last 
thing. If if you're in need, like for for real in need, and you you need somebody around you, um, reach out. Don't don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, I've given you my PO box. You know my email address, uh, unintended.consequences3 at gmail.com. You can reach me there certainly, uh, or write me a letter if you don't trust the electronic media. Um, uh, you know, again, I, I don't have any money, but um, I'll, I know a lot of people, and uh, um, we'll we'll try to you know do what we can to. Uh, reach out to people and and help each other out guys be good to each other right that's that's what i gotta say is um we can be uh frustrated and upset and angry with the system uh, but the the biggest thing is that we're kind uh, and good to one another uh, and even even to those who are not good to us right so uh, that's what i got to say is and uh man this thing with the homeless has got me kind of shook up and I'm, well, I'm gonna go find out right away yeah so here's a further thought on the homeless thing are soup kitchens and those kinds of things considered an essential place to be open? Or are they also not allowed to have gatherings fact, of 10 or more? They are, yeah. I know for a fact food pantries are still open here. So. Okay, so they're allowing people to do that yet. So yeah. if there are homeless people around, at least they have somewhere to go. So that's at least something. I Max Darrow, I don't know what you mean. PLS 621 Eclipse. I don't know what that means. He's going on and on saying he's trying to get my attention. Max, just email me from crow777radio.com, but only if you've got something. I've got like hundreds of emails, so if you email me, please make it serious. Yeah, yeah, let me reiterate that. Uh, Since this is all going on, we've been getting, I think all of us, uh, a lot more attention than we usually do because... (laughs) So many people are at home and they're they're messaging all the time. So I'm doing my best. I've I've definitely had a massive increase in the amount of people that are contacting me. Uh, I'm doing my best, and I know, know that Crow at least gets ten times the amount I do. And I don't know about you other two gentlemen, but you probably get get some some good. Uh, I, I get well. enough. <laughs> yeah, I do my did, best to answer. Did as we get a response of the location of the person who helps, even the coast, west or east? Uh, her name was Alicia. I was smart enough to prep, so I got two months' worth of groceries about three months ago, but now they're down to dry beans in an empty fridge. All right, so Alicia Shepard, I know this is, again, there's like a minute delay. So if you want to put out any contact information and if anybody in your area and where you're at yeah, so that anybody in your area, area. Can, can help you, that that's totally cool with me. We'll give this another moment before we sign off just to make sure you hear me and put out your info someone, there. Someone make sure that she's got contact before we close uh, the thread, just put please. Something up. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate your concern. It means a lot to me. It really does. I give away all of my creatives and stuff for free. If anyone's interested, you can find it all over the internet. Fight the blues. All right. Well, Alicia, I don't know if you have already heard what I just said. Uh, man, I gotta. F- I wonder if there's a way to fix this lag because it's really frustrating. Just, just uh, stay on there for a minute. Yeah, Alicia, if you want to give out even an email for people, that'll work. But you know, do what you want to do. All right, so I am going to uh, sign us off. We will obviously, if we put anything or if we find out anything of note we will put it out there Uh, i'm gonna let the full song play so that's about five six minutes so anybody who wants to put information in the chat here can so thank you everyone for being here thank you uh, as to my friends here on this wonderful little conversation we've had we love all of you we try to do our best for you and uh keep that higher mindedness about you folks let me uh let me let the music roll Oh, 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 oh,
Thank you. 